I'm Liam O'Donnell. I'm Josh Alvarez, and welcome to episode 37 of Cinepunks. Is not 37? It's 38. 38? We just had this conversation. You second that a minute ago. But don't fuck it up. It's Yeah, but I just, just type in numbers to White Evan. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up my whole number game. <laughs> I like that I like that wrong Evan has transmuted into White Evan. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's a good nickname, and we know who we're talking about. So Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. think I, we don't want to create the false idea that there is, in fact, a not-white Evan we're friends with and we're trying to distinguish. This is just a descriptor of Evan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's white. White Evan. Good dude. Anyway, so welcome to episode 38 of Cinepunks, which is our third... In, no, second. Is this Fourth? Second? Is this the second? No, it's the third. Third? For October. This is our third for October, our fourth for horror theme, because we started with Sam. Yeah. Okay. So this We're is our doing th- it, man. Dude, we are going so hard. Who we are we going... nerdist? What, what podcast is this? Uh, it's apparently the uh, Liam podcast <laughs> with special guests. I didn't ask whose podcast it was. <laughs> I was just curious as to which one it was. Today, we are joined by our bespeckled guest... Our Justin handsome, Moore. handsome guest. He's That's how you choose to describe bespeckled. <laughs> well, because you are rocking <laughs> not one, not one, but two pairs of glasses. Granted, one of those glasses are for added coolness. So I, mean, I might have to do a dramatic David Caruso esque whip off at any moment. So. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I would be blown away. You wouldn't be able to tell in Radio Land that I would be blown away. But rest assured, listeners, that's yeah. just going to blow me away. It's very blow awayable. <laughs> hey, what's up, Justin Lore? Uh, not too much. I'm hanging out. Folks probably know Justin uh, from his podcast, Horror Business, which he's done two episodes of. Uh, three. Three episodes three. of. Man, someone's messing up the, the episode numbers again. It's weird. It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> uh, people might also... You, I feel like a lot of people just know you on the internet. You have more Facebook friends than I do. I, I do like. have... A, uh, <laughs> people probably know me from my Facebook presence of sharing sad... Pipples, pictures of sad dogs that are about to be put to sleep, which is always a great thing to see. Right. Um, Honestly, I don't mind those pictures at all. No, but those a lot are of very people, cute dogs. It ruins until you know that dog's going to be dead But when I wake up tomorrow morning. Sure. I know. I know that's fair. There we go. Man. Uh, Party lore. That's yeah. where you get that. And also thing. miscellaneous horror movie stuff, because what else is there in life? Nothing. Also, I, I want to point out, contrary to the beliefs of some people out there who might be listening, I was not in the band Efforts Made ever. At all. Were you ever in a band? Did you ever uh, do a, a band? I was in a couple bands, yeah. Nothing what bands? really. Uh, I was in a, uh, a band back in 2001 to 2004. That counts. Called uh, Cold Like December. We were like total grade worship. Ah, um, okay. A little melody such, in there? Yeah, a little, little melody. We covered the Bad Brains and someone else. Played Never heard such of them. Renowned powerhouses such as One Up. One Up? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you weren't in efforts made? I was not in efforts made. I'm so also should, one. I'm not so two sh- people. So I should stop calling you just in efforts made. You could see. You could still keep calling me that. Or what was <laughs> they? They were. They were called. What were they before they broke up? When they decided to become serious? Not serious, because that's yo. All I know is the joke. The yo efforts made should get on this joke. <laughs> I don't get that joke. What's the joke? Tell Josh the joke. The joke was like back in was like. 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit later. There was a band from... And let me be clear. I'm not talking shit on the... Like, I'm <laughs> totally nice guys. It was just... If you know efforts made, you know where I'm going with this. That was like... They would get on every show. They were like South Jersey, I want to say. I don't actually have any idea where they were from. Yeah, it's not important. 
It's not important. <laughs> okay. What is important is that numerous people. I, I apparently looked. There was a there was a set of twins in the band. There was the drummer and and the the singer and the drummer. Uh-huh. And I apparently look like those dudes. Okay. So th- that was the running joke amongst like the Lehigh Valley people for years. Is that I have a twin. Somehow I'm two people. A little more is coming at you right there. Right. Uh, and I'm in this band. And then, like last year, I was talking to Sonny. We were at New Harmony for something, and somehow efforts made came up. And I was like, oh, it's funny. People used to say I was in that band. And he was like, oh, it's, uh, until right now, I thought you were in that band. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Years after the joke has run its course, it apparently has not run its course. So right? apparently there was some, I forget what show. It might have been the first This Is Hardcore. It might have been Hellfest. There was some comment in a thread on Centerfuse that was about some massive thing. And there was just this one dude was just like, Yo, efforts made should get on this, and then that just became the response to everything, like any show announcement, any yo efforts made. So Sunny still makes. You got to remember too, Sunny makes the same jokes over and over again. So right. that's part of it. That sounds like shade being thrown. Hey man, listen, when you stand this tall, you're going to throw shade in one direction or another. Oh. So holla at your boy, Liam O'Donnell. I just like to bust on Sunny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sunny's the best. We love Sunny. I really do, actually. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Yeah. He's all right. All right, Justin. You are, as I, as a small group of guests have been, someone who actually listens to the show. So, so you, you kind of have an idea about what's about to happen. I am aware of what's. I've been, I've been, time. I've been getting my list together. So right. it's time for whacking on track. Whacking on track. That's Justin. my new intro. Do you That's like that? That's good. That's good. I like it. We should get some type of sound clip, like a boing, like a, <laughs> play like a gong. Time. It'll be like whack. whack Why's it got to be a gong, Justin? Lore, see that? Because Asian jokes. <laughs> it's an Asian joke. Asia jokes. That's some fucked up shit. It man. is fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I provoked your people into Pearl Harbor. <laughs> sorry. Okay, man. Okay, so <laughs> waxing on tracks. Let's see. Okay, on track. I'm being serious about this, and a lot of people are like, "What the fuck?" I finally saw that movie. Um, as above, so below. Whoa. Oh, I hear that that is actually surprisingly good. It is. Um, it's I, surprisingly I, watchable for a first-person yeah, shooter. I, I didn't... I didn't shooter. <laughs> a, a lot of people were like... A lot of people complained about it and, you know, whatever. And I, I watched it only out of, like, sheer morbid curiosity. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually ended up not being that bad. There was, one, there was one scene in particular where the one character is, like, crawling... You know the plot? It takes place in like the catacombs of Paris. Mm-hmm. And there's this one part where this character is like crawling through this space that's like a foot high and it's like 200 feet long and it's, it's, it's incredibly claustrophobic and it's all shot in first person. So it's, um, and I think that kind of resonated with me because when I was little, I mean, even, it's not like my dad just got over this. Uh, my, my father's severely claustrophobic. Right. So I remember oh, wow. like there was, um, some type of emotional resonance. Yeah. So it was like, when, I remember a few years ago when that movie The Descent came out. It was and, decent. Uh, That's yeah. my joke for the descent. Uh, Every yeah. time it someone says, "Fuck," I go, "The descent." It was decent. decent. I hate um, you so much. <laughs> it's funny every time. He, I remember him <laughs> watching that, and he like, there's a part where this girl's like, crawling through this cave, and he's like, hey, "Just turn it off. Like it's it's done. Can't do it." And so it was like when I was little, it's like my father was like the epitome of like masculinity. Like just, he could you know stop a tidal wave if it came after me. But if I fell into a cave. My dad, my dad would be like, well, that I, it looks like your sister's an only child now. Bye. Like, that would be it. So it's like... I no longer have a son. I no longer have a son. You're dead. I'm, I'll tell your mom. I'll make up a story that you died traumatically. But it's all Eaten in my whole by a whale. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's... So I think that might have been what... what it, and it's all shot in this really tight space. So um, I think that's why it, it may have hit a nerve with me. But the rest of it was... I mean, unlike a lot of found footage movies, it definitely... There was a reason as to why it kept being filmed, like... 
as found footage. Yeah, like yeah. the Blair Witch. Put the fucking camera. We got to get out of here. Like, what did? You, do you, what's your stance on found footage movies? There's no middle ground. They're either amazing or they're unwatchable. Yeah. Um, I thought that that like there there are a bunch that I've seen recently that are horrible. Oh my god. Like that quiet ones piece of shit and like. Wait, was that the one? Why are no. you watching so many found footage? Because I, I'm 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 st- I'm stretching for new horror. No, the quiet the quiet Here's, ones. The quiet no, it ones. wasn't the quiet ones. It was the Devil's Due was a first person yes, one that, that was movie, horrific. I yeah. watched literally ten minutes of that movie and then I figuratively threw the movie out the window because <laughs> it was just like now, yeah. What about no, big up to our man John Wren from last week's episode though. Yeah. We talked about that movie as well, which he couldn't get past the first ten Awful. minutes either. I watched it to the end. Did you? Uh, did either one of you say? Uh, uh, let me make sure I get this right. The taking of Deborah Logan, amazing film. I saw that. Now that's a first person. I I dug that. That was that good. Was, uh, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, found footage. Yeah, yeah. That would worked, and it really sold it for me. Where she the the uh, spoiler where she's just straight up eating the person like a uh, snake. Yeah, yeah. That it's was really good. that was yeah. that was. The, I mean, the whole movie's good, but that moment I was like, "You got me. I'm in." <laughs> yeah, you there was sold. The, there was the one scene in the movie that were because they would in the beginning they would they would splice in shots of this girl's like thesis movie, and there would be like the narration, and there was this one shot in particular where it was a close up of an old woman's face, and it was like old timers takes pe- Alzheimer's, Jesus, <laughs> Alzheimer's takes people, old timers, old timers disease. Uh, Alzheimer's it does this and they this happens and it's just this woman's face and she's like yawning or screaming I I don't know but it was like I remember watching and I was just like oh like it's like I don't need to see that again like it was just really scary right I see all right so first on that was an on track right that was on track uh, did you like the whole storyline did you like like the whole Um, I mean it it was I mean it was it was kind of vague but Parisian catacombs in general, yeah, just on it, GP, it is terrifying. It, it definitely, to me. and it was a little predictable. Uh huh. Like the only thing that, where I kind of like rolled my eyes was like, okay, was when they were like, oh look, it says right there, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. And the one guy was like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, it's what's written by the gates of hell. And it was like, oh yeah, I didn't see that one coming from like when I started <laughs> the movie. Like, I believe that's also what it said on the entrance to the the um, the Daily Show. <laughs> if you go see a taping of the Daily Show, it says "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." That's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't know that. Pretty ridiculous. We went and saw it one time a long time ago when uh, Rachel Maddow was on. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was right before the uh, "No Stage Diving, No Spikes" book came out, and um, I had spoken to a friend of the podcast, Mister Stephen DeLodovico, and he told me that John Stewart was in the book, and he had a crazy story. Mm. So before they do the show, John Stewart asks the crowd questions and like a little warm up type thing you know well uh yeah yeah there was a comedian then there was him and i was like tell us a city garden story and he told us the craziest story i've ever heard which have you heard the story no no so when john stewart was like 18 he was a bartender at city gardens somehow some off-duty cop during a a show of bad brains and x bad brains and x were playing man shows going off off off-duty cop is there with a gun that he then loses and the gun is now in the crowd right and john stewart ends up with it so he, tra- he has this idea that he's going to hold it above his head and shoot it into the ceiling like some type of cowboy. But he was like a scrawny 18-year-old kid, so he couldn't lift it past his shoulders. Like he couldn't pick it up, you know? And so he just had the gun. He's trying to raise it up to shoot it in the sky. And someone else got it from him, and then it's pandemonium. 
So that was his story. That was pretty ridiculous. That's awesome. I yeah. Think, I think I was he also the one. I think he told the story, the Guar story at City Gardens. I don't remember the Guar story. I think it, it was one of their first shows outside of Richmond. Was at City Gardens opening for Agnostic Front. Oh, and the skinheads rushed the stage they and they sprayed the stage, them with They the just blood. sprayed them with fake blood and yeah. they all fell down or it was whatever. pretty amazing. It was like That's Three so Stooges-esque. Yo. Them just falling all over the place. The, this is the, Also, let's say this is a sponsorship for that book. Have you read that book? That uh, no stage aiming? No, I've seen the movie, but I haven't That Ride the on the Dance Floor movie. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the yeah, book yeah. is amazing, and I would like to present an open invitation to my man Stephen DeLodovico and Amy Yates-Wolfling, the two people who wrote the book. So. Oh, to be on the podcast? Yeah. Well, yeah, Stephen, I thought we were going to have him on. Stephen just started a new podcast of his own called The Broad Street Beatdown. Yeah, I know. So, but Stephen's still my man, so. we'd have I'd have him on. He seems like a cool dude. Best. Yeah. So, sorry, Justin, let's, go let's, on. Oh, no, let's keep going. Do you have another on track? Uh, I do, yes. Um, we are still here. I think we lightly discussed this on the ride down. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Liam watched it together? Or? We did not, unfortunately. I wish we had. That you was, had that to review there. it, though, right, Liam? Yeah, that's complicated. I mean, they're not going to listen to this podcast, so I can share up say what happened was <laughs> I downloaded, I found a copy. Let's say I found a copy. Right. Uh, because I wanted to do it for my Journal of Fear. Okay. And then I got hit up being like, yo, you're supposed to review this. And I was like, that's weird. I didn't get a copy. So we emailed the the promotion people, and they were like, uh-huh. oh, we, we sent a copy. It must have gotten lost in the mail. We'll send you a copy. In the meantime, we'll send you a link, and you can watch the link. And I thought... Well, fuck it. I'll just write the review, and as soon as I get the copy, I'll post it because I don't, you know, I don't want them if they know they never sent it to me. And I'm like, here's my review of the movie, and especially because it's supposed to be a Blu-ray review, so it's supposed to be the special features, which right. I don't, I don't know the special features. So I've been holding it off. I wrote part of it, and then I just got busy. So I, I probably could post it this week, but I never yeah. got anything from them. So I'm kind of like, do I just post it anyway? Because I like the movie enough that I just want to promote it. What is the movie about? Can I know? Um, it's sort of like. It takes place back in the seventies. If it feels retro, it yeah. feels retro. Yeah. It's got to be like late seventies, yeah. early eighties. Um, okay. It's like this. It's Barbara Crampton. Uh, not oh, in a movie, wait not, a minute. What is this movie about again? It's uh, Barbara Crampton and her husband. Their college age son dies, and they go to this house in New England in the winter, um, and stuff starts happening, like weird, spooky stuff. And then they they find out that this house is haunted. Not only is the house haunted, which is like, okay, a haunted house, that's pretty cool. Not only is the house haunted, but there's also apparently like this dark god that hundreds of years ago the settlers had awakened. And to appease it, every 30 years, they're just like, yeah, there's this house. They bring in like outsiders. And they're just like, look at this nice house. It's so nice. And they go there and this thing just destroys this family. Is this with the burn people? Yes. yes. Oh, I did see this movie. Yeah. Oh, you saw this? I did. I saw it a while ago and I don't know how. Yeah. It was... was, I mean, granted, Barbara Crampton, pretty uh, awesome, amazing. Uh, Evan would, me and Evan have the the, the running joke with uh, her her scene in uh, From Beyond with Ken Frey when she's in like the S and M gear. Oh yeah, totally. And she's like trying to seduce him, and he's just like barely holding black, holding black. Oh my god, <laughs> holding back his like sexual urges, and he's like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And she's like, "Yeah." And it's, I mean, it makes my skin crawl in like a delightful way, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she, she like, it, it, it was really creepy. Like, uh, I, I had read that, I think it was Bloody Disgusting, said it was the year's most terrifying ghosts. Do you think it's that? Um, I mean, I haven't seen any of I, I really movies, have so. a hard time with, like, with that type of hyperbole. Like, that's the kind yeah. of thing that every time I hear it, I'm like, almost guaranteed not going to watch it. Yeah, but I mean, in, in, in this case, it was, it was definitely, it wasn't... It was warranted, you think? I, I don't I mean, know. Here's the thing. The burnt look, it just reminded me there was an episode on, I think, last season of The Walking Dead 
where they encountered a group of like burnt up zombie walker and guys. that's just what it looked like yeah okay um but there yeah were, and the eyes were white it looked scary it was it was creepy yeah. it, was, it was an effective movie I don't. Um, I don't think their look was what was scary. It was that they kept grabbing people through shit. Yes, uh, like they yeah, would. That was like the grabs up. were real, and I hate jump scares. But they didn't feel like jump scares. They felt like justified. It didn't feel like cheap. Yeah, and it they felt were like very effective. There, 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 there was one. There was one shot early in the movie that really like. I mean, it, 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 I guess I guess it counts as a jump scare, but it was very like oh. Um, <laughs> Where, uh, I like Justin Lord pantomiming him being scared. That's, what it, that's exactly what happened. I did that and I went, like, I just, I I'm going to rewind it once and then immediately regret rewinding it. Listeners, if you can see, it's pretty awesome. Um, we'll take pictures. Don't worry. It, so Barbara Crampton wakes up and she's like, oh, there's something in the house. I heard something. And oh, honey, wake up. He's like, oh, go back to bed. Woman, your vapors are bothering me. And so she goes back to sleep and then the camera's like panning across the room and it the camera like settles on like a it's like a family portrait and it like zooms in until all you can see is this fa- this family portrait and then right before it cuts it like the camera refocuses and you see that there's this ghost right look you see the reflection of the ghost's eyes and it just for like a split second before it cuts and it was so just like i didn't see it coming i didn't expect wow. that and it was just like my heart like jumped for a second like totally good <laughs> That's awesome. I love scares like that. Yeah. The last time I can think of a scare like that is in the original uh, Ringu. Do you remember when? Um, I've never, I've never, I've never seen that. You've never seen the Japanese no. version. Of that there's no. one scene where a dude is in the in the reflection of the television and he's pointing at something and oh, it's okay. so scary because. Anyway, I, the same mechanism was used in uh, M Night Shyamalan's classic Signs at the very end. <laughs> When the alien is ah yeah 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 yeah. Did you just call that a classic fine movie. It's an amazing movie. It is not an amazing movie. It's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's scary. It has aliens in it, so it's just that's one of your things, right? That like, is that is my only thing. That, that is, is the, your only that thing. Is the only thing Fuck that like, that scares the piss out of me. Word. It, it doesn't like if it's like it doesn't matter how bad the movie is. If it's like on a dark and lonely road, five men encounter the unknown. I'm not watching it. Like it's that's just, it. I walked out of the theater when there was a trailer for the fourth kind. As soon as they were like. The last thing I remember is waking up and seeing an owl outside the window. I was like, I'm leaving. This is like, I'm, le- I'm done. I don't need to see what that owl really is. I'll come back when the movie's playing. I'll come back when I think it was like, I was actually there to see, I think, Eclipse with my girlfriend at the time. The f- the, 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 the Twilight movie. So you oh, now know that. God. And I was just yeah. like, get me when it's, I don't want to see the aliens. <laughs> They're spooky Mila Jovosevich aliens. Horrifying. Right, Horrifying. right, right, right. That's pretty good. All right. And so, we're on track. So that's two track. Yeah. What do you got? Do you have For, another on track, or do you have a whack? Um, I'll just I'll just be uh, my last on track. I won't sum it up. I won't go into to a diatribe about it. Uh, season two of the strain. Season two of the strain. Much yeah, you're than, just saying much that. Much stronger the than shit. the first season. Uh, I now don't hate Carl from The Walking Dead because there is a child on a hard theme TV show that I hate more. Yeah. And that is Zach from from the strain. I hate that kid. If I ever go to a con and the actor's there, I'm gonna just. Slap him or pull his that hair or something. That would be so funny. He Yo, sucks so the bad. kid on the strain is the worst kid He's in the, the history. Have you seen kids. season two too? Yeah, I've, uh, we just finished it last night. Oh He's the man! Worst. I he like, uh, but the, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm so bad. I'm like angry <laughs> about a fictional character now. No, but it, it was good. I liked the introduction of anyone who's watched, read the books. Like Mr. Quinlan was amazing. And have you read all the books too? Of course, I read the books. Now, Del Toro. do you prefer the books to the graphic novels? Uh, no, the graphic novels are I mean, the artwork is. It, it, it definitely adds to the um, to the scare. Yeah, but enough about my. Tr- I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about whack for a second. Give me some whack. I have, I, Give I, me I, some I whack, Lord. Involved in making this shit movie. Hear this, Harbinger <laughs> Down. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. What is that, Harbinger? Okay, 
Let me let me settle my Yeah, just okay. take it easy first, okay? Harbinger Down was um, the result of do you remember when they did that Universal did the prequel to The Thing back in 2011 oh it was awful yeah you liked it I liked it I liked it a lot I hated it um, yeah I didn't like it but it was so not a prequel you could tell how badly they just wanted to do a remake and then they were like fuck this well here's the thing though here's the thing about that prequel movie. that shit up for me they shot it with all practical effects originally yeah and then they took that cut to Universal and Universal was like no we need to see more of the creature and the director was like you're missing the point of of the Carpenter film. Right. And they're like, no, we need to see more of the creature. Reshoot all the scenes. So they had to go and they scrapped all the practical effects and reshot it with this like subpar CGI. I still liked it, but you can tell where, yeah, you know, the director's vision ended and Universal's like corporate shoving began. Shoving. <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the company, I think amalgamated, amalgamated, I can't pronounce it, amalgamated something effects. They decided to crowdfund a movie with the you with the the creature effects and it was the plot of if you've ever seen leviathan i heard of it it's the exact same plot of leviathan like there's right. these research students they're researching fucking beluga whales or something like that and they come across a russian satellite frozen uh-huh. in the ice and they thaw it out and water bears tardigrades i think they're called they're mutated and they attack okay and it's the thing at sea and it was so like like lance hendrickson is lance hendrickson is in it because he'll do anything yeah and Are you a Lance Hendrickson fan? Um, yes, but he will do anything. Right. You know what I mean? I love Lance Hendrickson. He was in The Terminator. He was in Aliens. I love him, uh-huh. but he will not say no to a movie. And this movie fucking proves it. Right. One of the worst movies I've ever... It was basically... The, the, the effects were great. I like uh-huh. the effects. Did it look good? Is it shot good? And all? No, no. No. There was the cinematography was like juvenile uh-huh. no character development at one point this like there's this like burly black sailor and this like tiny little russian girl and she's like you think you can beat me i could be you somebody's like you show me you can beat me out girl you show me i'm like oh are they gonna have like a beatboxing contest why not and then they have a <laughs> drinking contest and she beats him because she's tiny and he's oh, big man that's and great i feel like the gimmick of this thing was just like oh my god practical effects no, that's which, all it was don't get me wrong like i love practical effects i love practical effects to a fault but, i will but, go out of my way to watch practical but the, effects but the idea that uh we've been denied practical effects so much that now we're supposed to watch a crappy movie just because it has practical effects it's like defeats yeah. the whole it was point vehicle, of it. it was it was it, you could tell it was you could tell that they had they had something set up and they were like we need to build a scene around this these latex things flop and they didn't even use them well like the whole idea of like using practical effects is you have to shoot a scene perfectly to you know to not show too much because if you tip your hand it looks like shit john carpenter knew that that's why the thing looks amazing this movie was like in you know like a brightly lit chamber right you see like tentacles coming out of this guy's back and you're like that doesn't look at all it real. didn't look bad but it was like you could just didn't look good yeah Right. Whack. What was this movie called so we can all avoid it? Uh, Harbinger Down. Harbinger Down. Harbinger they were Not like, Down. From the producer of Aliens and the Terminator. Uh, like, oh. So I think Gail Ann Hurd had a hand in this too, so she can... <laughs> Whenever a movie says from the producer, I'm always like, oh, that's great. That means nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's not, has... that's not true. That's what not true. movie do you think was valuable because of the producer? I, I don't know, but you're making a broad statement. I'm sure there's one. <laughs> I doubt it. I would bet Justin money. Lore for the let's, people. Let's put, let's put that out there. Let's put that out there to <laughs> listeners. I we will give a free T-shirt to uh-huh. anyone who can make a compelling case of a movie that was valuable just because, because of, of the producers. producers. I'm, not, I'm not saying just because. I'm saying as a marketing gimmick. Like if someone was like, if, some, if someone of... said like John Carpenter produced this movie, and I'm like, oh wow, that would catch my eye. 
But that doesn't that doesn't right. does, does not a good movie make. I'm actually with Liam on this one. I, I feel as though that that's <laughs> Liam's okay. Liam over here is saying there has never been a movie that was good because of uh, of a producer. producer. And I'm saying don't say that. I'm saying that's right. That's, okay. I'm hey. saying yeah. I would. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm skeptical. Is what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying that I don't know. I don't have a good example, and I'm willing to give out since I'm already willing to give out a shirt. Granted, we're only doing one here, so right. if a million people have examples, that's something else. But uh, <laughs> if we have the one shirt is example, really cool. Big up to Mike to Mikey Smack, Mikey Smack, and the awesome dudes printing. So All anyway, right. Josh, yes. whacking on track, whacking on track, on track. I saw the Dillinger Four and Iron Sheik and Nightbirds on Friday at the First Unitarian Church. Yo, how was Nightbirds? Nightbirds were good. Iron Sheik was good, but let's talk a little bit about Dillinger Four. So <laughs> that's like your one of your favorite. They bands. are one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band of all time. Like not can, like non Morrissey related bands, uh, fucking punk rock band, Dillinger Four, way up there. Are you a fan, Justin? Or never got into them. They are intelligent. They're fun. They're like yeah. one of my favorite bands of all time. The last time they played in Philadelphia, though. Uh, Patty, the bass player and singer guy, had a stomach infection, which he then was throwing up on stage the whole time while they were playing, and they only played for like 20 minutes, right? So they come back this time, like maybe like six or seven years later, and now they're going crazy. And they played for like two and a half hours. That's awesome. Which was so good. They had so many good jokes. Patty was like, do you guys remember the last time we played here? And everyone's like, yeah. And he was like, well, I don't. And that, <laughs> like, that's the thing. I could, if, a, if a band can, can make jokes that I think are funny without looking like they're going for it, I hate bands that are jokey bands. Yeah. It, like, it's just not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you can be a serious band that has, like, a joke perspective on serious shit, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to follow you, right? Yeah. So uh, Dillinger 4 played a bunch of awesome stuff. They played a bunch of old stuff. They played a bunch of new stuff. Well, new is from 19 or 2000, uh, what, 7, 8? So new, Dillinger 4. But whatever. It was a good time. Uh, me and Melani went, and uh, there's a bunch of old friends there. It's just one of those, like, you know, as you get older, you become more discerning with what shows you get to. Like, yeah. there's a time we used to go to every single church show or whatever. Now it's like, you know, if it's the, the one band that, like, you know, just because we're busy. So going out and seeing everybody was really, really fun. And just seeing Dillinger 4 play was fun. And overall, it was a great night. Had a really good time. Big ups to my man Dave Adolph and Brian Adolph because they were both hanging out. And that was fun. And, um, yeah, we just saw a lot of people. But Dillinger 4 killed it. They sounded amazing. Super, super fun. Super energy. Really good time. So that was definitely on track. Another on track. Um, yesterday, I went and saw the Vivisection screening at the Philomoca. Oh, yeah. How was as that? As presented by a friend of the podcast and director, Matt Garrett. Uh, they had eight movies that they played. I had to miss the last two. The, um, but the okay. movies were awesome. It wasn't the kind of program. Matt's known for doing programs that will make you want to kill yourself. Like they not are even a little bit. Like big bummers. Dude, super bummers. He uh, showed a movie called Gary's Touch right before they showed uh, Dare Tadesking. The, the movie by the guy who did, um, what was that movie? Necro, Necromantic. Uh, that dude. Derek, Derek Toddesking is the name of the movie. Okay. Awesome. But uh, yeah, the Gary's Touch movie was so horrible. Like horrible, bad, or like horrible, like soul crushing? The director went missing. Okay, that's, that's... And there is question of whether or not one of the performers was A, mentally like handicapped, Jesus. And then B, if the sex was actual sex in the movie with this person or That's not. That's like some don't look, don't look now. Yo, like. <laughs> there was some real ass shit, man. I was just like, really, dude? This is what you're going to do to me before we watch this other movie? Like, that's not a thing. That's cool. You can't do that. So um, a lot of the movies, though, that he picks typically for the vivisections thing, which is a quarterly um, program that he has at the Film Mocha, 
a lot of them are really uncomfortable. There was yeah. one I remember that will always stick with me is where um, dude wakes up in a bathtub. Do you remember this one, Liam? And I he's don't think a, I saw this. He's a movie critic, wakes up in the bathtub, and he's tied up because a director got slammed by one of his reviews. Oh, wow. And then the director is like, see, like this is what you did to me. You ruined my life and all this stuff. And the movie ends with the director guy. While the dude is tied up in the other, the guy he kidnaps is tied up in the bathtub. The director guy takes a needle, like a needle, like a pushpin needle, and puts yeah. it in his teeth and pokes at the guy's eyeball. And it's all what? done like really close up. So you oh, see like the needle God. going into the horrible, horrible stuff. And I'm like, Matt, this is amazing. This so, is the greatest shit ever. So this time it wasn't like that, though? This time, well, he, he tends to do a mix of um, that kind of stuff. And then he does like more of like not family friendly but heartwarming kind of horror movies, right? There's cutesy stuff. There's yeah. cutesy stuff. So one of the this is the first th- time that they've ever done a documentary was this time, and they did a documentary called um, "The Man Who Marries Kittens," and it's about this dude from uh, from like the 1800s from England who taxidermied cats and other dead animals into these cute like almost Wes Anderson looking dioramas, and um, the, the it was a movie that was put on by the museum of uh, oh, fuck I can't even remember what it was but um it's a, a museum in Brooklyn that has a lot of this shit on display which is pretty amazing but the documentary was brilliant because it had all these like awesome pictures of these like they had this one that was called uh, the death of Cock Robin with the children's story yeah and it had all these like stuffed animals like stuffed dead birds and stuff and he like went so far as to put like the names of the other birds in the graveyard where cock robin's buried and like that's it's crazy unbelievable detail so wonderful like it's just so 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 good i so. i was really sad to miss it it's just i had already come back and forth a couple times so it's hard to get yeah we'll get to that that's your one of your on, on tracks i'm assuming oh yes oh yes i missed it oh yeah but we'll get to it so uh yeah yeah big up to my man matt garrett and uh the philomoka for putting on yet another amazing showcase of short horror films i would definitely recommend the next time he does one of these make an effort to try to go it's a quarterly thing i think the next one's in february and be forewarned his february episodes are always the worst ones they're always the ones that have like what the fuck did i just see like that kind of shit on there so i kind of like that though it's intense it's hard to deal with though it's like you feel terrible about yourself when you're done so you know i don't know so yeah so the that was also on track those are the on track things um Whack! I had to defend. Or oh, we were talking. We we were talking about uh, Cannibal Ferro and like uh, Green Inferno cannibal movies, and I okay. had to defend my point that I think that they are stupid racist movies. I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to you and uh, and Ren about it, but then I was talking to someone else about it. How they were trying to defend these movies, and I had to be like, "Yo, dog, these movies are stupid. <laughs> They're fucking stupid." And if you like them, that means you're a bad person. Oh, yeah. come on. Don't no, go I that said far. that. I said that shit. I, I was like, listen, I don't man, agree with this that. is torture porn for a middle class white America. It is xenophobic torture porn. That's what it is. I don't think I can follow you. I'm saying it. I, I'm I, saying I'm inclined it. to agree with him. It's I mean, fucked up, man. I, and, <clears throat> my feeling is that not that I disagree that those movies are not awesome. I don't know that everyone who likes those movies is just like this awful person. Who... <laughs> I don't know anybody who watches it that doesn't say, I only watch it to make sure I'm still a good person because it revulses me. I don't know. I, is that true of all? How many cannibal movies are we talking about here? I don't know. There are a lot, apparently. Yeah, there, I, there are, I but I'm saying I don't I, watch them because I'm not a xenophobe. I, wouldn't, I just don't know that, you, that all those movies boil down to that. I will say Cannibal Holocaust... To me, definitely does, uh, as does uh, Cannibal Pharaoh, uh-huh. Ferox, however you want to say that. 
Uh, Show me some white ass cannibals. Show me some fucking Cherry Hill cannibals. That's what I want to see. Well, I mean, no, these guys are from New Jersey. It's like some Rudard Kipling shit. Like, (laughs) like white man's burden. (laughs) It is. Fuck yeah. I mean, okay. So I will. I will say this. I think that the problem for me for Green Inferno is not actually the xenophobia. I think he actually plays that down. Uh I think he uses the natives as a way to just make the social. I think that whole movie is just like. our man just doesn't like people who are activists in any way. So the whole movie is just like a diss on activists. Yeah. Like it's just Eli Roth being like, Oh, uh, do you, do you try to like change the world and shit? It's so stupid. Uh, My argument is that the singer. only thing, the only thing Eli Roth has contributed to society is his trailer for Thanksgiving. That's it. I kind of liked him in, uh, I, I agree in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, yes. he's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll give him that too. Bear and Jew, man. Bear yeah, Jew. Come on, man. Fuck Eli Roth. I here's the thing about Eli Roth is, I only recently, and by recent I mean like last week, found out that he was like this like anti activist, kind of douchey. Like the whole Indigenous Lives Matter thing was just like, what? <laughs> like, come on, man. Fuck that but guy. Before that, Eli Roth was like a tragic figure to me. Because I would hear him talk about horror movies, and I'm like, that guy, he'd be like, oh, yeah, like, uh, From Beyond was a great movie, and uh, I really like Fulci, and I'm like, man, we should hang out sometime. Like, you're a good-looking guy. You want to bro dad with Eli Roth? That has nothing to do with it, but, you know, but then he'd make these movies like Hostile and fucking Cabin Fever, and I'm like, it just, it's like a dude jerking off in a mirror, like, look how fucked up I am. I'm so, I'm edgy, like, (laughs) look how fucked up. And that's jerking off in a beer is the best <laughs> image for Eli Roth ever. But it's just like, I mean, that's what, and then like, like I, I, I went, it was a, you and I had a discussion about Green Inferno. Sure, sure. And I, I, I went and I like Wikipedia and I'm like reading it and I'm like, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like, let's see what I can get away with. And that's like, whenever I think of Eli Roth, I, I, I imagine him just being like, you see what I did right there? You see what I fucking did right there? Yeah, I did that. Like, <laughs> guy uh, i'm i'm not willing a i'm not willing to look man you are either with eli roth or you're with exactly. the cinepunks i need you to pick a yeah. side motherfucker oh let's be clear here <laughs> if if i gotta choose between eli roth and the sing- cinepunks obviously i choose us well here's what a I- knife show your dedication <laughs> to cinepunks <laughs> but but I, a i'm not willing to t- take a poop on people that like eli roth movies per se bring me the head of eli roth <laughs> or cannibal movies in general though i will say for me i don't enjoy eli roth movies i i certainly don't enjoy him as a person right like every time i've seen him speak in any format other than when he's like in you know inglorious bastards but like as a human being he's talking i just want to die like it's just the worst you know when ever. i first discovered my burgeoning hatred for eli roth what's that when the bo- tartan ex- tartan asia put out the box set of the old boy the trilogy of vengeance and he did the whole write-up for it and it's like he's writing about it like like he's the first person to ever see it it's like how about this get fucked he's doing an adaption uh, so, so, eli roth has been popping up in my 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 media tentacles <laughs> if the, you know i have my tentacles out there like reaching for things right he, he was supposed to do the production of uh stephen king's cell which would be amazing with him fronting it last year i found out he was doing an adaption of a book that i read i was maybe 15 it's called meg by a guy named steve all and that is about a giant shark that comes out of the bottom of the ocean and fucking attacks people I don't know what about that attracted Eli Roth because that sounds like something like the Sci-Fi Channel would do, right? And they could just get like Uwe Boll to do it, not like Eli Roth. But that's what he's. How far away from Uwe Boll really is <laughs> Eli Roth? Uh, 
I again, uh, here's the, here's the thing. I don't like his movies so far. Right. Not a single one. Not one. Uh, I don't like it when I've seen him speak publicly. Okay. I will say that we worked with him for the fil- Bruce Campbell Film Fest. Oh, is this why we're suddenly having to have Eli's back? No, 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 no. I and, think it and is. I, I, first of all, who has his back? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Like, okay, last episode, we totally took a shit on Goodnight Mommy. We which did. I think was justified. But yeah. what we didn't do is say, well, people who like Goodnight Mommy are stupid. Which was good, <laughs> since multiple people who I'm are... I'm not saying they're stupid, multiple Liam. People who I'm are, saying they're racist. Multiple people who are friends with the show love that movie... And we're like, oh, no, did you guys shit on the movie? And I was like, well, we did, but we didn't say that you guys were dumb for liking it. And they're like, okay, well, as well, long as you thing. didn't try to make me feel bad. So what I don't want to do is, is make people feel bad for liking Green Inferno. For liking Green Inferno, no. I, I I don't, even though personally, but I will say, here's the thing about Green Well, first of all, did you see Green Inferno? No. And I so won't. I will tell you that I don't think the problem with Green Inferno is actually the sort of xenophobia that Sounds you're like talking something about. You would say the problem with Green Inferno <laughs> is actually the goofiness, the that shit is, jokes, and uh, let's put pot in the corpse, and then the natives will get high, and we can sneak away. Oh which, God, is that what happens in that fucking movie? Yeah, oh yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and just little things. There's just little decisions along the way, especially at the very end of the movie. There's what a, happens there's at the a stinger. I don't want to. Do I need to give? Yeah, this? dude, I'm not going to see it. So there's racists a, don't listen to this show. So there's <laughs> there's definitely it. a character who's like a total asshole in the movie. Okay, who at first is like kind of endearing, and then he becomes more and more an asshole. Then it's revealed that he's such a big asshole that it's like almost ruins the movie. That it's like ridiculous. Okay. And then there's the the female character who I believe is now Eli Ross' wife or girlfriend or whatever, and she uh, escapes with her life, and she sort of gets away while leaving his ass behind. So she gets back, and it becomes like a whole thing where instead of saying like, oh, the natives ate us, it was a bummer. She gets back, and she's like, no, we just all they were just killed in the accident, and the natives are great. They're actually great people, and we should defend them. And I don't know why he made the decision, but he does. But then later on, there's a stinger where she gets a call from the the dude who's an asshole's like sister or cousin, and he's like, he's still alive in the forest. And then they show a fucking satellite photo of him in the forest, like looking up, like in rage, like he's got fucking superpowers or something. And it's so stupid that it it made what was already a stupid movie. Like I was watching it, thinking, why have you made such a intensely violent and brutal movie, and then inserted goofy jokes? And I guess people are like, well, it's to break up the tension. And I'm like. You do not have enough tension to justify yeah. a diarrhea joke. Have, like, you, not... have you seen it, Laura? No, I don't. I don't I, I, look. Sewer rat might taste like pumpkin pie, but I'll never know because I'll never eat the motherfucker. I mean, it's that simple. It, 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 it's it, show me a person. Eli Roth is a filthy animal. Show me a person who likes cannibal movies uh-huh. and isn't a racist, and I will give you a cinepunk po- a cinepunk T-shirt. I definitely know people who like cannibal movies, so we're gonna let's let's put that out there. We would like. To have an episode where we talk to fans of cannibal movies. Whoa. I think that would make the sense. Gauntlet. Here it's cast. Why not? Because uh, here's the thing. I don't I don't I don't think it does this. I I think the general genre community uh-huh. already has too many people dying on too many stupid hills. Like right. too many people just going to war over things that don't matter. Okay. So I'm not gonna draw draw a line on cannibal movies. If someone wants to come on and be the person who says, This is why I think cannibal movies are actually worthwhile, I want to invite them to do that. Even if, even though I, this means that in preparation for what episode, whatever episode this pops up on, we're gonna have to watch these motherfuckers. Well, which ones do you need to watch? I'd have to watch the Green Inferno now if we're gonna talk about it. Oh, that's fair. 
Fuck. That kind of sucks. But so don't right. write in. <laughs> no, please. If do. you want to defend cannibal movies, fuck you and don't write in. No, please do. I, I hope think you this throw up good, on yourself. I think it would be a good conversation. Okay. I because the thing well, is, is that there's no one in this room right now that it's like when we talked about Goodnight Mommy. That was a good conversation. But I wish we had had one person who liked the like, movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. And so we could say like, okay, well, why? So it would be like a back and forth. So like right now, I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't know that I think. Uh, so for example, uh, a. a cannibal movie is we are what we are mexican movie about a family who just eats people that's technically a cannibal movie and i think it actually backs up your point that people wouldn't consider that a quote-unquote cannibal movie because because the genre of cannibal movie is usually white people get lost in a forest and natives eat them pause it all right here we go we're going on a pause all right we're joined by uh known cinepunk cinepunk affiliate you were going to say some bad one. <laughs> I was about to say, suspected white supremacist. Oh, I'm just know kidding. Apologist Evan Valella. <laughs> well, it's funny, actually, because uh, I bombarded Evan with our question, how do you feel about cannibal movies? And Evan didn't get to hear Josh basically on our show tell every fan of cannibal movies ever that, that there's something racist. wrong with you. Yeah, you are racist. awful. Of course there's something wrong with them. Look at the fucking watching. Okay, Evan did describe a movie as less rapey and less yeah, shitty, it's like and that the, was a movie he liked. It's like the least rapey of those kind least of movies. Least rapey. Yeah, that's the thing I don't have any real tolerance for. Fucking that's terrible fair. movie. That's what I'm saying. All right. All do, you, of them. do you do you have another whacking on track, or uh, should I move on? to No, mine? no, no. That is my only whack. All right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do mine. Um, Evan, we're not gonna do you. I don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're happy so, to have you. <laughs> we're so glad that you Nobody that. does, Evan. <laughs> what else is now? All right. So on track, uh, Josh alluded to this earlier, but let me be very direct. I went to, on Saturday, the event, the Fritzi to Fulci event. Yes. So that is the Fabio Fritzi concert, where he has a band playing various soundtrack uh, items from uh, Lucio Fulci movies, but he does, and they were showing Fulci movies in the background while this. Yeah, they were like uh, he he had his own sort of um, medley of various Fulci films and some other clips too. Uh-huh. And the first thing he actually played a song he wrote for Lucio Fulci. Wow, yeah, it was interesting, like but, with words and stuff. Yeah. Like it, no he did some shit. singing. There was some singing what? from our man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Man. I didn't. I'll be honest. I I thought of myself as. Not a big, but a significant Fulci fan. Well, you have all the Death Waltz records already, though. Do I don't have not? all the ones they've released. I don't have the Zombie soundtrack. Oh. I do have the Beyond. Okay. Uh, and I don't have City of the Living Dead. Okay. So I love if that people movie. want to send those to me, right? that would be cool. For review. But yeah, the, uh, the performance was great. Uh, like I said, I thought I was a huge Fulci fan, but he definitely played some songs. I didn't know what they were. Some deep cuts. And he also played um, a song from a movie he did, I think with Lamberto Bava. Oh. He did a sci-fi. He did a soundtrack for a sci-fi movie. Yeah, and it was like a super upbeat disco. How did it song. sound? It was at Underground Arts, right? So, as usual, the sound in Underground Arts is not my favorite. Right, but it's it a wasn't. Cement room. But it wasn't ruined. I, okay. it, it was good. It was fine. I think under our Underground Arts for the sound did an okay job. Now, uh, there was a guy at the performance who did a short film, uh-huh. and he got Fabio Frizzi to do the soundtrack. Say it again, Fabio Frizzi. <laughs> to do the soundtrack for his uh, short film. Uh-huh. And so they were going to show the short film before the concert, and the, it just didn't work. The oh. Blu-ray just didn't work. Wow. And, you know, I want to defend Underground Arts in the sense of the sound wasn't that bad, but how do you not test the... It's First of all, it's a Blu-ray. It's not like yeah. he brought a complicated system. He bought a Blu-ray. They couldn't make the shit play 
for anything. Uh-huh. And this is a venue that shows movies. It's not like he brought it to a rock to club. To be fair, they, you say that they show movies. They don't show fucking movies. They screen movies in there, and it sucks. That's fine. All I'm saying is they should be pretty familiar with how a fucking Blu-ray works. That's yeah. what I'm trying they to say. They should also be familiar with the way light works. <laughs> and how they shouldn't hang things in front of the screen. The last movie I saw there was with, with uh, Evan over here. We saw, and you. Yeah, and we saw ass. the fucking uh, Salad Days movie. Terrible. It was terrible. It was awful. It was such a bummer. So even with. The best the- thing about that, though, is that me and Evan got a picture of HR. Yeah, that, like that, that, that was. That was sick, actually. <laughs> that was really, really so awesome. It was this, you know how with Salad Days 2, like, the screen, it was lower, so it was hard yeah. to see? It was the same with the... Fuck for that, the, dude. Whatever. What the shit? But again, the performance was... It was still worth going to because it was great. He was so endearing. Yeah. He definitely was very appreciative of the crowd that people are... And, you know... Was uh, it sold out? It was not sold out. Oh. Uh, I heard a few theories about that, but let's just say that... Underground Arts and Exhumed did a good job promoting. Yeah. I'm not quite sure that the other folks involved promoted. Uh, okay. Uh, the people who booked the tour. Uh, again, I don't know the details, but it just seemed like there were a few posts nationally that were like, this is the Fabio Fritzi tour. And the only dates were Austin, LA, and not the San Francisco, Toronto, or Philadelphia date. So considering, I mean, here's Fabio Fritzi. I don't know if he's ever performed here before. But he's certainly on this tour. This is the only date on the whole East Coast. Like, there's no wow. other date. And the fact that he didn't sell out, what is Underground Arts? Like, a thousand people, maybe? Maybe. Less? 800? So, how does that not sell out? I don't know. Sold um, in. But it, there was a lot of, it, it wasn't empty, but it just, it wasn't sold out. Right. But, you know, it's a Philadelphia audience for a horror thing. So, of course, there were a lot of metal dudes there. <laughs> so, there wasn't just clapping, there was the roar. So, it would like Ooh, end and he would be like, okay, with a claw. You, you know my friend, Lucio Volci. And people don't just clap. They go, roar, with a metal claw. <laughs> and he you could tell from the look on his face that he thought that was obviously the coolest thing he'd ever seen. That's awesome. So there was, I think, compared to some of the other dates, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but right. it just seemed like this was more of a rock show, whereas the pictures I've seen of the other dates were more like subdued seats, very much like a concert, and not yeah. like people in a basement yelling at you. And you headbanging and yeah. such. Yeah. Huh. And some of those soundtrack tracks are heavy. Like yeah. that is like intense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. For real. Another thing I wanted to hype uh, that I saw that was on track. I went. You know, I had to break up my horror. I've been watching a lot of horror. Yeah, horror you're doing your journal of fear. Yeah, I'm behind actually. So, <laughs> uh, but I went to see that movie Sicario. Oh, and you were saying it was awesome. Has anyone seen Sicario? Any of you guys I have seen not. Sicario? No. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. That good. It might be, it's at least in my top five for the year so far. Wow. It is uncompromising. It is intense. Benicio's in there, Benicio del Toro. Yep. And who's the, the girl? Um, What is her name? She's Emily in. Emily Blunt, is that? I think so. She's in uh, Ed, Edge of Tomorrow. Or Oh, yeah, 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 her. What is that? Emily Blunt. Yeah, is that her name? I believe. And then, uh, what's his, the dude from Goonies that's an actor still? Sean Astin? No. Josh, Josh Brolin, Chunk, oh. Chunk, 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 like Samwise Gamgee. No, Mama Josh, Ferrelli. Josh Brolin's in it. And <laughs> Mama I, Ferrelli. The thing about Josh Fratelli. The thing Fratelli. about the thing about uh, Josh Brolin is, I feel like Josh Brolin is an instrument that you have to know how to play right. Right. Like I've definitely seen him in movies where I'm like, oh god, really? Uh-huh. And then when he's in something and it's the right role for him, I think he's pretty amazing. Planetaire. So he was great. It's 
super violent, super intense, super dark. Yeah. I loved it. It was it was unbelievable. So awesome. I so, can't hype that enough. On track, Sicario. Um as far as whack, actually, I'm gonna go ahead and pass. I don't think I have pass on the whack. Well, yeah. Posy Liam is back. Yeah, I think I'm gonna say that. It's not gonna last. <laughs> it will not actually. There inevitably will be whack. Fair enough. That's just how it is. But I, I'll just say right now, I've been on a run of good movies. I, I watched Society with my man Justin Lore over there. Great I'd never movie. seen it. Good it was great. Movie. Brian, I, I, uh, I saw The Deadly Spawn I had never seen. Another amazing film. Great movie. Right. And then I, I watched that with uh, my wife, who, as you all know, doesn't usually do scary movies. Not but she was stoked movies. on it. I even watched uh, with her Cherry Falls. Have you guys seen oh, Cherry no, Falls? Oh, no, we talked about it. We talked uh, about it with Sam. Sam talked about so it. So I watched yeah. it because Sam had gone on about it. And it, she's right. It's a good movie. Right. It was wow. really good. No shit. Although, I, again, I don't know why that movie got the... I don't know if the it got X. an X, got an X yeah. right? Or NC-17, something like no, that. No, it was the X. Straight up X. Yeah. There is actually, at least in the version that I have... No actual nudity. There's lots of people playing teenagers jumping out of beds like, oh my gosh, we were having sex a second ago. But there's no like sex on the screen. Like I'm watching yeah. it like, is the, is the thing that is unacceptable just the idea that lots of teenagers are having sex? Why does that matter? It just doesn't make sense to me that that movie did not Achieve get a lesser rating. Yeah, I don't, why X. was it an X? Doesn't make sense. Huh. But yeah, so yeah, no whack. I'm on a run of good stuff. I would say the only thing uh, at all whack is you mentioned Journal of Fear. I'm just behind. It's a mm-hmm. lot of writing, and yeah. it's going to be a lot to catch up on. You'll get it. And You'll you know, my life as a whole is whack. But <laughs> <laughs> living living in the in the wilds of Easton with me, it's fucking crazy oh, out there. Gosh, woo, horrible. Go ahead, Evan. You got any whack on track no, for us? You're really going to ask him? Yeah, because he's he's our cinepunk man. Tell us, Evan. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Do you have I mean, at least something? I mean, life's fucking whack. Uh, okay. Yeah, but what's but on what track? What do you have that's on track? Uh, when I was leaving work today, uh, do you guys like Amendment 18? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was listening to the last Amendment 18 record. Okay. And the song that starts off where he just screams, I, I fucking, fucking hate you. you. I want... Was that a, I In the old-fashioned way, dead, I want you dead. Your family dead. Your friends and coworkers are Raced. raced. And there's a fucking sweet Hellraiser sample in that right. song too. So I had that. I was, you know, listening to that the record, and that song came on while I was still sitting in the parking lot uh-huh. with all my windows down because it's nice out. And a bunch of my coworkers were walking towards my car, and that song turned on, and it was so fucking loud that they all heard it and looked at me, and I just. It didn't help that you were looking at them, mouthing point. the lyrics along. Too, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I was screaming yeah. along to it. <laughs> it's kind of genius. It was pretty funny. All right, so on track, Amendment 18. Yeah, that, was sure. his, that was his on track. I told you not to ask him. That Whatever, and, uh, that's a great song and a great record. I don't know. Rick's <laughs> is playing tomorrow with Savage Heads. That's going to be fucking dope. Hounds of Hate is playing here on Thursday. That's also going to be think dope. I'm, I think I might go to that. Well, we'll talk about it in the in the, in the the hype section at the end, but I might try to go to that Hounds of Hate show. I like that. You should. Hate. I don't really know that band at all. Do you like Straight Edge? I've heard of it. Do you like Hardcore? I do. Are you, like are you not a poser? I am definitely not a poser. Cease posing and see Hounds of Hate. Gone. <laughs> cease, cease posing. Cease your posing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Lore is on here. We're, we're continuing our horror conversation. We got Evan sitting in to add his color commentary. Color and commentary. Specifically, we were going to talk a little bit about a genre of films that I actually don't know anyone in my life who likes this kind of movies more than Justin Lore. More than Justin Porno? Lore. <laughs> <laughs> Two fat men titty fucking each other. Sign Japanese me up. That's my favorite. Genre. 
This show has gone so blue. Off so the rails. Blue. Off the rails, Laura. That's you fucked you it up, man. Up, man. And that would be werewolf movie. Werewolf. I love a good werewolf so movie. So still porno. Porno. Werewolf, <laughs> yes. were, werewolf porno. Where did, where did your werewolf movie uh, obsession begin? Um, the first werewolf movies I can remember seeing... Uh, well, first, uh, Monster Squad was the first time I was really exposed to yes. a cinematic werewolf. Wolfman has none. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't. It, that was one of those movies when I first saw it. I remember being so afraid of the Wolfman. He's the scariest part of that movie. No, 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 no. no. The, the, I, I watched when when they released it on DVD like eight years ago. We were in right. college then. I remember watching that on my bootleg VHS tape yeah. with you yeah. and my ex girlfriend in my apartment the night I moved in. We also watched Dead Birds that one night, and I was afraid to walk home. <laughs> Yo, keep talking about Monster Squad. Um, so I mean, just in retrospect, I watched that movie not too long ago, and. The the Gill Man is the scariest part, but the Wolf Man. When I was yeah, the Gill Man, he's, he crushes the heads and he's the my name's like Horus. Bitch, though. He does. He gets killed by Horus. <laughs> anyway, um, it was like huh? what was his name? Horus. Oh right, right. Uh, Fat kid. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so anyway, so that was like, and I was like, oh, the Wolf Man. He's so scary. He howls at the moon and all that. But then um, I don't know if you guys remember a TV series that was just called Werewolf that was on. Yes, what? Was that, it was on Fox. Yeah, it right? was like it was. Yeah, and the guy had a pet. It was like a Incredible Hulk style where he would like he was this travel the world. And he, yeah, travel like this small town America, and he would go to a town, and there would be like a ring of bicycle thieves, and they would capture the girl he met who was a waitress, and he would be tied up in a chair, and be like, "They got us now." And he's like, "Wait a second, look out!" And there'd be a full moon. And he would turn into a werewolf and just kick wow. ass, and then he would roll out of town. But what's interesting about that is, again, another thing that really scared me when I was a little kid was this was the practic- was the effects on that, and that was something I revisited recently, and it's still, um, it's still really scary. Like the Wolfman in um, Monster Squad is basically like a human. He's like the upright, like Lon Chaney Junior yeah. style. Yeah, this looked like wolves that learned, like the howling, like kind of like that, right. but bigger and bulkier, really frightening. Um, but the, the the one movie that 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 you know pure pure horror that I should not have watched when I saw it, um, I was telling Liam about, Liam about this on the ride down, um, was a movie. It was called Project Metal Beast, and when I think of Project like Project Metal Beast is the movie that if you walked into a 1990s video rental place, you would see uh, the full moon Shrieker, Seed People. Brian Yosef's Necronomicon, <laughs> and then Project Metal Beast. Those were the four archetypical right. movies you would – and Project Metal Beast was like the epitome of 90s excess. It was about – it opened up in like 1960-something, and it was like this soldier in Romania, and he killed a werewolf and took its blood. And then he flew back to America, inexplicably shot himself up with the werewolf blood, turns into a werewolf. He gets shot with silver bullets. He dies, and then 30 years later – the army's like, oh, we have this like metal skin that we're going to graft on the soldiers. We need a person to do it on. Well, we can't do it to a live person, so let's just... We found a body in the cryogenic unit that we have for some reason, and we're going <laughs> to okay. graft metal skin onto him. So then they graft metal skin onto him, and he... This is so ridiculous. No, no, I, but here's, amazing. here's the thing about this movie. Here's what makes this movie great. This is all done without a trace of irony. Like, if this movie were made today, it would be like... It would be like like Wolf Cop. You know, like, right. they, they make, like... Stupid. You, you know, some guy was like, oh, there's a title, Wolf Cop. Let's make a movie about that. This movie was like... The beautiful thing about this movie is, like, you know that some dude was like, oh, I need this werewolf movie, but I need to make it special. And some other guy was like, just give him metal skin. And he's like, really? He's like, just, yeah. I don't care. Do it. And then they gave it... To, 
again, I'm a, Charles Band, I'm assuming, made this movie. I don't know. It's not a full moon production, but it feels like one. Right. And they're just like... So it's really good. It's, no, it definitely... <laughs> like, here's the thing. I want to say Lance Hendricks is in it. Like, I have an image of Lance Hendrickson shooting a bazooka at a werewolf. I'm looking this up. But I, but I don't know if, if he's actually in it. But that was the movie. I remember watching it at my grandmother's house. I was maybe seven years old, and she had, like, the hot box where you could get all the channels. Oh, oh yeah, totally. And she, totally. that was on there somehow. And I, 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 my father and I watched it, and... I, I, was your dad stoked on it? My dad was very stoked on it. Wait, from 1995? Was it 95? Kim Delaney, Barry Boswick, Kane Hodder. Barry Boswick? Kane, Kane Hodder? Hodder was in that? Kane Hodder. In 1974, an unhinged CIA lo- agent injects himself with a werewolf that yes. he found. Yeah. Oh, man. I, wait, I love that I got stoked at, on Barry Boswick. Look at Barry Boswick. Barry Boswick. And, and, <laughs> fucking looks like he's stoked. And everyone else was like, Kane Hodder? And I'm like, wait, Barry Boswick? <laughs> so I guess I, 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 guess I mixed Damn up. It, Janet. I guess yeah. I mixed up Barry Boswick with Lance Hendrickson, and which, then, is, and which then, is a common thing. I, I, just a bunch of I'm sure that has yeah. never happened yeah. in the history of time. No one's ever been like, yo, Barry Boswick. I mean, Barry, Lance Hendrickson. Is that Barry Boswick over there? Oh, you know no, it's part, only Lance Hendrickson. You know that part in Aliens when Barry Boswick gets ripped in half? <laughs> you sure that's Lance Hendrickson? It has a yo. 4.8 out of 10 on yo. IMDb. I give, it a, I give it a 12 out of 10. Yo, Mar- nice. Mar- you know that part where Rocky goes down on Lance Hendrickson? <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's Barry Boswick. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so that's where your werewolf. That's where I became obsessed with with werewolves. Um and and then they're like Here's the thing. If you this is why I find this interesting and I think it was worth talking about, because if you ask me in in horror, and by horror I mean not just horror films, but I'll say TV shows as well. Right. No idea is more of a waste than werewolves. In that How do you feel it's a waste? Because here's the thing. On paper, werewolves are terrifying. Like, there's a guy, and he turns into a giant wolf beast. And even if that guy is the best dude in the world, there's nothing it doesn't matter because do. he's going to turn into a giant wolf beast and destroy you. And if he doesn't kill you, then you're going to be a wolf beast. And it's crazy. Like on, transitive wolf beast. On paper, it should be frightening as hell, and yet. Right. I can think of more disappointing werewolves than any other character. That's including vampires, which are also usually a waste. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I don't think vampires on paper are as frightening as, as werewolves are. They're actually. definitely more sexy than werewolves. I mean, it's strange to me that I can think of more fucked up zombie movies since a zombie is just a human who walks slower but really wants to eat you. In theory, less frightening, but zombie movies are horrifying compared to werewolf movies. Werewolf movies. Oh, uh, for sure. I, I, I can name, there have been some pretty frightening werewolf movies. I mean, But that's, what I, that's why I want to have this conversation, because I think I know more horror people, horror fans, genre fans, who would say they can't think of that many good werewolf movies, but I know that you are a fan of werewolf movies and in fact like a few. So I wanted to have a little bit of that conversation of like what are what are some of the werewolf movies you would go to bat for? Um I well I mean obviously let's just get this out of the way right away. Obviously an American werewolf in London. Love that. Second movie. favorite it's, movie it's of all amazing. time. A perfect film. All time? But of all time. Of all time. Would you say that's the most successful werewolf movie or not? Um, well, are we counting, like, New Moon, the Twilight movie that I also saw in theaters because of a girl? What about Wolfen? Better than Wolfen. But yes. Who likes Wolfen? Whitley Strauber didn't like Wolfen. Uh, Whitley Strauber likes aliens. Evan, you're cutting wit. He is. Um, no, 
the, the thing about an American War for London now is that I, I don't think it's like I, I wouldn't call it like a pure horror film. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's definitely amazing and it has some really scary elements. I, I forced my coworker the other day, um, just so everyone knows, uh, Saturday night at a Halloween party. I dressed up as Griffin Dunn's character. You looked amazing, amazing. in the pictures, just so you know. Um, thank you. Those big were actually, ups, man. I, I actually want you to well send played, me, Captain. I actually well want played. you to send me one of those pictures to put on the episode, like just oh, so people can see. I it. will. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's uh, we're watching it, and there are some. There are definitely some scary parts, like the the, the scene where David Naughton and Griffin Dunn are attacked in the beginning. It's so scary. It's so spooky. You hear well, that howl? The worst thing about it is when David Naughton runs. Yes. And he it does is the graceful most, Oh, my God. Are horrific. we talking about when he's running naked in the dream or when he runs no, from the wolf? No, when he runs from the wolf in, yes. the, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's the most disheartening part of that it's, whole yeah. movie. But uh, there, there's this one shot that's always like really like, it, it just it gets me, is the scene where it's right after he turns into the wolf. And he's chasing a guy through the tube system, uh, and there's a there's a shot. It's right before he, he before he um, kills the guy, where the, the the businessman is laying on the escalator going up, and the camera's like zooming in on his face, and then it switches uh, point the, of view to the top looking down, yeah. and you just see for a second, and you see the wolf enter like slowly walk into the frame Fuck. from the top, and it's so creepy, so it's good, so it's so 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 good. Um, Liam had said earlier the things about the, the wolf that it doesn't matter how good of a person it, he is, um, he, he'll still attack you. Uh, the ending of that movie is one of the most jarring and sad and complete. It's a it's a it's a tremendous shift in tone because the whole movie, like as dark as it is, it's still kind of silly. Like I mean, there is a part in the movie where they're sitting in a movie theater with the corpses of people that he murdered yeah. and they're arguing how he should kill himself, and it still comes off as funny. But um, it's pretty morbid, yeah. Yeah, but spoiler, uh, at one point in the movie, David Naughton tells uh, Jenny a gutter, she's so beautiful in that movie, <laughs> that he's talking about, you know, oh, Lon Chaney and Bella Lugosi bites him, and then Claude, um, Claude Rains, you know, because only a wolf, you can only be killed by someone who loves you. And spoiler alert, but I don't, if you haven't seen this movie, I have you no even sympathy be for you. Yeah, I don't understand why um, be. That's, who hasn't seen yeah, this movie? He turns, he turns into a werewolf, he just rampages through Piccadilly Circus, and then, um, that's the real Piccadilly Polare. <laughs> the cops corner him in an alleyway, and Jenny Agutter runs down there, and she's like, David, and she's like trying to talk to him, and he's like looking at her, and she goes, she says, I love you, and she tears in her eyes, it's really powerful, and she says, I love you, and he lunges at her, and the cops shoot him. And it's so like, it goes complete because you think like, are they setting it up for like he's going to be like torn by his his feelings for her? It's like no, he's not torn. He doesn't care. He's a wolf. He's going to kill her because she's just easy there. meat to him. Yeah, a reasonably good buy. Yeah, a reasonably good buy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's but it, the whole thing is like it, that was one of those movies where it's like it didn't and, it, and then it ends. He's his, the last shot. The last scene is either I forget. It's either his bleeding corpse, his bleeding bullet riddled corpse. Or her crying, and then boom, yeah. cuts to the credits. It's so jarring. Talking to your mic more. Oh, sorry. It's it's so jarring, and like it definitely exemplifies the whole idea of that this is not the person you love. This is an animal that's like, um, that's gonna kill you, and it doesn't matter how much you talk to it. Yeah. There's nothing how, romantic about it. I think the so that's one of those movies that gets at the psychological angle, right? But right. part of the fear-induced in horror movies is the thing of which you are afraid. And so one of my theories about werewolf movies is that largely the effects fail. Yes. So the best example to me is a film that works in many ways. It has some flaws. It works in many ways until you fucking see the werewolf. And that is a movie called Silver Bullet. Yes. Oh. 
That is one of the worst werewolves I've yeah. ever. I'm including in that the True Blood werewolf that is just CGI into a dog. You ever see the the <laughs> yeah. werewolves of True Blood? It's just a, they just take a human, then they CGI it into a dog, and then they're like, "Look, it's a werewolf." And I'm like, it's "Just a big dog." There's nothing scary about. I'll pet it. I'm not afraid of it. Just no, not at all. Dude, Silver like, Bullet though is a great werewolf movie. So I don't know if I love it. I love it. Do I, you I love it? I, I don't hate it, but it's definitely like it. I do like it, but I, 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 I'm open to the idea that it's only f- for nostalgic purposes. Uh, okay. Because that is one of those movies like I could watch The Howling a hundred times. The, ha- still the Howling, it. I think, is a defendable werewolf movie. It is. It's, 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 not, it's not a great movie, but it's a good horror movie. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not cool. bad, but I mean, I don't know Dee Wallace's character's name. The only character is, I mean, I love Dee Wallace. She may or may not have flirted with me at Monster Mania this past weekend, but that's neither here nor there. Beautiful, beautiful but woman. I don't know her character's name. I know, what was the guy's, the werewolf's name, uh, Eddie Quist? His is the only name from that, because the characters, it, it's it's a scary movie, and it's got some lighthearted moments, but it's not like, like an American Werewolf in London, the characters, like, you, yeah. you're in love with them. Like, you're in love with the little Pakistani kid who goes, no, you love him. <laughs> you're, 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 you don't want him to die. You love the you, the orderly that gives the orderly. Them the food. He was like, yes, yes, I give you food, this, that, the other thing. Like you, you love all of them. You love Frank Oz as a you know a weirdo. Yeah. Watching that scene with your eyes closed is hilarious because yes. you can only imagine like... Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. The, the Howling better horror movie than Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet has a lot of heart. It's got heart. You know, he's a little kid. One of the Corys, it's not important. One of them is in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Some is, Corey is, the in the souped-up wheelchair. Yeah, the Corey that wasn't in Gremlins. <laughs> um, but it's it, it's like, then you see the wolf and you're like, yeah. That's so much better than that. How about you, Evan? Where, where do you weigh in with wolf movies? Do you have a favorite or? I like Dog Soldiers. Great. Dog Soldiers is Dog a Soldiers great is movie. So let's, awesome. let's talk about that. I, I think that Dog Soldiers is actually the werewolf movie that in some sense proves my theory in that if that movie was made significantly earlier uh-huh. or made by people who didn't take the effects and the limits of the so you notice in dog soldiers there's a lot of there's there's only a few shots that don't work of the werewolves because the people are smart enough to go like okay we just have a guy with a wolf head and long arms so neil marshall specifically there was i remember reading in an interview there was a criticism that someone said where they're like you know the effects were great you had this big budget and the where the wolves looked amazing why didn't you show the wolves trans- transforming and he was like well, because for one, Rick Baker reached the finish line with an American War of a Month. That's the best transformation. That's, they're never going to yeah. even ever, even, ever. even Rob Bottin in The Howling. It's good, but it's not like Rick Baker's in the American War from London is like I, I watched that movie Saturday night and for easily the the billionth time, mm. no hyperbole, literally the billionth time I watched it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, I like it hurt every my throat hurt. It was oh, I was howling and like my bones were cracking and I turned in the I didn't. You get my point. But like Rob Boutine is like even in the Howling, you're just like, oh, it's it's good, but um, but yeah, Neil Marshall was his point was like, there's no reason to try to top it because it's already been done. And secondly, what he actually does instead is so much more terrifying. If anyone's never seen this movie, it's there's English soldiers in the Scottish Highlands. They're they're involved in like war games, and they come across another squadron of soldiers who are just like mutilated and they're like oh what, what's going on mate we gotta get out of here and they have like there's that's, the one that's Australian Australian yeah. that was good English. that was good white yeah white it's white people <laughs> let's just say they're <laughs> like hey there's these wolves out there we like, better get out of here hey <laughs> <laughs> it's it, the, oh, the, the, but the accent 
It's funny because it is one of the more... I feel like Scottish, like Australian, is one of the white people accents that you're like, really? Is that for real? Are yeah. you are you fooling me? Like you picture they go home and they're like, oh God, all right, let's, yeah. Like, yeah, let's revert back to normal. So, so they, they find like the one survivor who's played by uh, the guy who was in Game of Thrones, Davos, I think his name is. He's a really cool guy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and he's like, there was only supposed to be one and he's all ripped up and then... They're like, one what? And they're like, these guys have live ammunition. What are we? And then you hear all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just off in the distance, the sun setting. It's the Scottish Highlands. You hear people screaming, and those screams gradually blend into wolf howls. And it's so fucking frightening. It's, I mean, it's one of those, like, I rented that movie as a joke because the cover was so stupid. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I saw it at Blockbuster. And, and then was you, blow. Turn, you turn, you, you flip it over, and on the back, there's a shot of this wolf towering over. It's Sean Pertwee. And the guy who was in Grey's Anatomy, not McSteamy or McDreamy, one of the other guys. And he's just, this wolf is just, and I'm like, McSteamy or McDreamy? <laughs> you know what I'm about? You, I have no better. idea what you're talking I, about. I literally have never I've seen I really hate that I do know it. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. I've <laughs> never seen an episode, a single episode of Grey's Anatomy. My ex-girlfriend liked it. Sue me. So I've seen, I've seen Grey's Anatomy and Twilight movies because of girls. It's, it's woo. So anyway, whenever, you watch a lot of shitty TV. So let's just put that out there. Look, I watch wow. just because I like the CW and everything they have to offer these days, except for <laughs> iZombie, doesn't make me a shitty TV person. Yo, that's so funny. I just checked out iZombie. I thought I'd give it a try because the CW has been killing it with both Arrow and Flash. So I thought, and oh, Supernatural. Zombie, I don't watch Supernatural. It's good. It should have ended like it's good. Ago. No, no, the, the second. We, we are get, so far off topic. Anyway, right now. yo, get back to dog soldiers. <laughs> anyway, dog soldiers. Anyway, dog soldiers. So it's it's a goofy. It has a r- ridiculous. Title sequence, but the rest of the movie is—it's—it's really—I mean—it's scary. The wolves look beautiful. Like I I remember reading that they actually hired dancers to be the. So when these wolves, when these wolves, wolves, when these wolves Ah. walk around, it's like it's like sexy almost. Like I'll say it, it's it's sexy to watch. (laughs) We're we're back to the porn theme. So yeah, this is so this is the weirdest episode yet. They're like walking around and they're just these beautiful animals. And they're they 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 look real. They honestly and they're it's. But then like another thing is like the the characters in this movie. There's like I remember I said I didn't know any of the characters from the Howling like D Wallace's character. I don't know her name. Uh-huh. There's a character in Dog Soldiers. This like British. He's a scrappy little British guy. Spoon who loves soccer or football or whatever they call it over there. Yeah, he's my favorite. footy footy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like talking. That's about their word for chess, right? For chess, yeah. It's when they play Connect Four. <laughs> so he's like, he, everyone's like, "We're gonna die. These things are gonna fucking bust in here and rip us apart." And he's like, "This reminds me of the battle. It's a battle against the, when the British fought the Zulu it's nation." Zulu, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not and the he's, Zulu nation. <laughs> Tribe Zulu, called Quest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> De La Soul. So Africa Bambata's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Shit. And it, it's just like every single one of these characters when they die. There's not one death in this movie where you're like, eh. <laughs> it's a, when it, you're like, oh, that guy died. Fuck! Like, there's one part where they, they draw straws to run to the garage and get this car, and the one guy who you like, and you're like, he he can't die. He runs out to the garage and he gets his fucking head ripped off, and you find out he's dead because the wolves throw his head at the door. Damn! And it's like, it's like, but I mean, it's like it, the whole point is that like, not only is it a movie that's scary and has great effects, but you're invested enough in the characters where it adds an extra level of like. This is really terrifying because I like these people and I don't want them to die. Spoon's death also reminded me of uh, Colonel Rhodes. Yes, I was going to say that. When he yeah. gets ripped apart. Spoon's, de- Spoon's final lines, I hope, you, I hope I give you the shits, is, <laughs> is second and only to choke on them. 
Um, <laughs> let's talk about Colonel Rose for a minute. Great dude. Joe got it. Totally non-racist human Joe being. Joe got it. <laughs> Great style. Great also. style. Great style. <laughs> not not doesn't use enough slurs. Right. He could use more slurs. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Uh, so <laughs> I do. You guys want to know what my favorite werewolf movie is? What is it? Wait, I, I want to say I want to talk about oh, Dog Soldiers, sorry. and then I want to ask you that for real. Okay. So the thing about Dog Soldiers is it overcomes so many things. One, it completely, as we've said, overcomes the werewolf problem because. I think part of my issue with the with werewolves as represented on screen is that you're given a false choice between either the Wolfman, which is just a hairy dude who has sharp teeth and it's not that scary to me, or the full dog, which the hellhound, yeah, yeah, like, the, like and I, I I haven't seen them, but I've seen pictures. Twilight goes full dog, is that right? They they go full as the big as the resident dogs. Twilight residence. Yes, they do go full dog. They're big, <laughs> full dog. True Blood does the same thing. Full full dog. And I get it that wolves are scary things, and if there was a big-ass wolf here, I'd be freaked out. I don't like it. What I like about dog soldiers is they're like, it's humanoid in shape, but it has a dog. It has the wolf face. Right. And that's I, what you like. You I like that. I love aesthetic. that shit. Yeah? I love that shit. I mean, that's kind of how The Howling was, too. The Howling, not my favorite werewolf movie, but definitely the scariest looking, with the ears that look like horns. And there's the one, so the one where they rise up at the end, and they're like they're scratching at the car, and their snouts are shaking around. That's terrifying. the issue. I think that the design on the Howling works. Not all the shots, like you can tell sometimes in a way that you can't. Dog Soldiers has a similar design, but they never reveal them in a way, or very rarely, at least. I guess there's one or two shots, maybe. They also use animation but, in the in the Howling for a couple scenes where they yeah. just like that. It looks terrible. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but then it also overcomes a few other things. Like it is an indie film that works on every level at a time when I didn't like a lot of indie horror. Okay, it sort of redeems it in a way. It has the scrappy soldier story, but it works. Like there's so many ways that that movie could fail that it succeeds. That Dog Soldiers is just like for me a triumph story. Like yes. it's the sort of movie where right. like, wow, I can't believe that movie worked and it works so well. And <laughs> I've watched it multiple too. times. Oh yeah. You could put it on today and it'll there's, still be good. There's one or two moments that are weird. When did, but... what year was this made? 2003, 2002, oh. 2003. Huh? And this is, was that his first movie? Uh, did that come out before or after, um, the movie about the wall? Pink Floyd. Yeah. Pink Floyd, the wall. Never heard of it. What, uh, what movie about the water? <laughs> no, he did. He did the movie where it was like the you know in England where they they Scotland was like walled off. Oh, Doomsday. Doomsday. The, yes. Talking about the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> Terrible movie. Uh, Doomsday, it's, it's I thought Doomsday was a recent movie. Doomsday, Doomsday was for like, around two thousand three. Yeah. I love that because he did he did Doomsday and I think he did the Descent as well. He did oh, do the Descent. Yeah. Oh no shit. Okay. Well, there you go. Ha. Big fan of his work in Doomsday. I wasn't. I wasn't crazy about. It. I'm gonna. He wasn't crazy. No, in I'm looking. Day. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Dog Soldiers was his first feature length movie, and he went from Dog Soldiers to The Descent. Did Alex? Oh. That's amazing. Did Alex Garland write that? Uh, Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Um, I'm looking right now. Or Dan, Danny Boyle had no. He that. wrote it. He wrote it as well. He's cre- mm. at least on IMDb. He's credited Some, as the writer. Someone, Danny Boyle or Alex? Because I, I know it was what caught my attention was from the something from the producers of 28 Days Later. Take that. Lo and behold, Leo. Behold, doesn't it? Uh, Called to fuck task. That. Fuck that shit. I, like I remember seeing that on the cover. Well, Hellraiser. <laughs> Maybe they said it's like Hellraiser meets the Wolfman. Oh, that's Maybe. what. That, no, I'm sorry. On the cover I made for my copy, it says that for whatever reason. <laughs> my favorite werewolf movie is Thriller. What? 
I fucking hate you so And that's not much. even a joke. He it's totally hate, the truth. Liam hates Josh the old-fashioned <laughs> way. <laughs> fucking Michael Jackson thriller. Dude, I was in Miss Dugan's first grade class at Kingston Elementary School when that shit came out on video cassette, and I got a copy. I don't know how. I don't know how. Some more and of Rick Baker's work. It's, I'll give you that. Dude, John Landis, come on. Dude. There are two things that John Landis does well. Kill Vic Morrow and make horror movies. (laughs) Dude's real life dead, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he was fake dead. He's, He's... this is going to be. Oh, we're, wow. We're, this is the. the why episode, do we, have, why the, do we have guests that make fun of the dead on our show, Liam? This is going to be the episode of Cinepunks where we lost what little following we have. <laughs> no. It's funny, no, too, because Vic Morrow's no. character in that segment of the Twilight Zone movie scumbag. reminds me a lot of you. <laughs> Ow! I would never say Vietnamese children. And I would. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit all this wow, out. Wow, this yeah, is like, so good. I feel good. like you'd never be on that train to the camp, too. No, no. I would be one of the people outside the camp. Oh, it sucks to be them. Oh, that's not oh, my what neighbor. camp? Yeah, wow. No, but I, hate, I hate, I hate Dude, everything right come now. Come on. The Michael Jackson transformation in the werewolf it's in the thriller great. video is amazing. Is that and actually... Then, I didn't realize... That it's a John Landis movie? No, well, yeah, no, I guess I did realize that. Yeah, the movie's called See You Next, or, uh, See you next Wednesday. Here's or whatever. the thing about... See You Next Wednesday was the fake movie from... Uh, yeah, that's the movie that really? he uses in I, all of his movies. I never picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, so... The thing about Thriller is I always think about the... Zombies. Undead. Uh-huh. Jackson, so I forget that there's also the werewolf Jackson. The werewolf part so is the werewolf best cat. part. And then Michael Jackson's laughing and eating popcorn, and then you start walking. Dude, that shit is so awesome. How do you what feel about Indian Thriller? Indian Thriller is <laughs> also <laughs> amazing. Yo, have you seen that? It's yeah. great. Oh, my God. It's, it's wonderful. Do you remember when me and Brad first started? We, we, I remember we were doing that, the dance. Around that same time, Clint got like real we, heavily we into it. We showed Clint that <laughs> when we were out in Sound and Fury for Reign Supreme. And I remember when they were playing... Doing a dance from Golimar while kids are like going off for Reign Supreme. And I hope wow. there's a video of it somewhere because there's just me just in there doing this really clumsy, awkward Indian. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we, went, when we came here to see them play at the basement of Deep Sleep and we went to Clint's house on Rosewood, I think. And he was loading the van outside, but he kept doing that real hard, like. Yes. Like deep thrust. You did it for like Whoa. 15 minutes. Was that, was that also the time when. Uh, Someone threw a bottle at my car. We witnessed a gang fight almost. We saw a guy wrap a chain around his hand. <laughs> what? Yeah. Were you guys on the set of Deuces Wild or some shit? We were, we were on, on <laughs> Arch and... No, we were on... It was like one... It was like 14th. It was like 14th, <laughs> like 14th and like... like uh, Mifflin, maybe. Yeah, we weren't We weren't. Yeah, we weren't. Far we, were, like... we were still in South Philly. We were right. like nowhere weird. And some guy wrapped his chain around his there fist. Was a gang like of, there gonna... was a gang of people on a porch. We were at a stoplight. And we we're like, okay, whatever. And then perpendicular, we heard, yo, motherfucker, smash. And then the dudes <laughs> on the porch were like yelling. And we were like, all right, this is our cue to get out of here. A bunch of dudes okay. like walked in front of the car. And the one guy was like wrapping a chain around his hand. I was like, good lord. probably leave. They're going to they're gonna have a knife fight any second. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, We've man. totally gotten off werewolf. So I want to. Turn turn the tide to one Mister Evan and ask him <laughs> what is your favorite werewolf movie? He's that's, the one not, who said, that's not how you say my name. Number one, yeah, it's Evan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, you're right. <laughs> you spell Evan. it E V E N. Evan. Valalala. Valalalu. Wait, Evan's the one who, who put uh, up dog soldiers. Like Come on, you might have heard of him. 
He was in a little movie. I was in a video where I beat up five dudes by myself. <laughs> he was in a movie called uh, uh, The Hangover. What? Was he the hangover? <laughs> Mike Willow was in The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, hey, dude. Hey, dude. Well, how do you feel about werewolf movies, Evan? And can you say for us, other than Dog Soldiers, which you've already hyped, what is your favorite werewolf movie? I don't even know. If, I think that might honestly be my favorite. Really? Is there another werewolf movie that you would go to bat for that you would defend? I mean, you've already covered Monster Squad, which is <laughs> the epitome. What about that movie? Um, I mean, Monster Dog Squad Squad's the reason why I like horror. Is it? Yeah. Really? That's interesting. Tell us yeah. about that. Uh, my dad rented it from West Coast Video. Great place. On Grape Street great, in Allentown. Great place. Right, it used to be, uh, I think it's like a, oh, a wait, men's West, warehouse what, now. West Coast Video. <laughs> You're going to love the way right, you it look. It was great. Yeah. And... He did the two VCR hookup. Oh, the, the job mission! Yeah, you booted the shit out booted of the shit out of that work. And wow. I had that. We thing are for years. we are the most immoral pot oh movie God. movie podcast. Man. My dad, that was like a weekly thing for my dad. If we rented a movie and it was good and we liked it, we'd watch it more. Just it's fine. West Coast it. Video will be standing forever. Yeah. Or <laughs> it, like I said, it's a men's warehouse now. <laughs> You're gonna love the way you look. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, this is one of my favorite you movies. Mean, you mean tell me Full Eclipse starring Mario Van Peebles isn't, uh, well, so that's, let's, let's go the other direction now. I mean, I do think, even though our man Lore is a defender of werewolf movies, there are some terrible werewolf there's movies. There's some terrible yeah, sure. motherfucking That my man Lore cannot defend. I just made a sketchy joke <laughs> say, to Evan. Say it in the microphone. <laughs> I'm going to say it in the microphone. <laughs> Let's keep going. What are some what are some truly embarrassing? I want to hear about some embarrassing some of the worst werewolf movies you've seen. Um, are we going down now? Are we going to say that we have more? Are they strict? I mean, I think I would say Wolfen is one of the more embarrassing. Yeah, Wolfen sucks ass. Um, real bad. I I don't. I I I couldn't really name any. I mean, I've never seen a where. Okay, I'm not gonna be like I've never seen a werewolf movie I didn't like. There was one I saw years ago that was like a sexy werewolf movie. And I remember this. It was all done with CGI. A sexy werewolf, sexy movie? werewolf movie. Well, weren't all the werewolf? Well, no. What about the underworld movies? Are those are, those, are those technically? There's lycanthrope stuff in there. Not bad. I like the design. I'm, I'm not. I'm not like. Oh, thank you for reminding me about underworld. Like, I like the design of the. <laughs> oh wolves. right, a little known yes. film. Underworld. <laughs> underworld. The timeless classic underworld. Let us discuss. <laughs> um, I like the, the the design of the wolves in underworld. Yeah. And I like. I think it was the second one. I like how before I was like, I'm not too familiar with Underworld. And I'm like, yeah, Design of the Wolf in the second one. There's like an alpha <laughs> werewolf. He's like this like giant white wolf that they just kept chained up. That was pretty cool. Yo, you know about these movies hard, Yeah, you Ben had seen these movies, man. You seen the first two, dog? <laughs> Don't lie. Man. You get stoked that. on the Underworld. Yeah, I want to watch Underworld on the ride home, son. <laughs> um, Rhoda Mitra, baby. No, uh, I'm th- just not... I, I Here's the thing with Underworld, besides the fact that overall, I just find those movies a little bit corny. They're very, they're very stylish and yeah. too matrixy. I, don't, I just can't get... Okay, so the like first... The Van Helsing movie with... Uh, the, the, what's the, the werewolf in Van Helsing was awesome. Yeah, I but like, that movie sucks. Yeah, but the, the Frankenstein's monster, how he was like swearing uh, and cursing all the time. Uh, how is that a defense of a movie? <laughs> swearing's funny. Okay, thank you. Yo, Frankenstein was cursing. Yo, Frankenstein with is awesome, 72 F-bombs. Don't <laughs> act like you're above it. We're so loud right now. <laughs> no, okay. Van Helsing would have been okay if not for the stupid priest that was like Van Helsing's sidekick. Okay. That guy ruined you, that movie. You, you think that's the only problem with Van no, no, Helsing? No, 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 no. I said it would be okay. 
there are other shortcomings to it. It was like again a little too action packed, a little too quippy. It was too like, oh, here's Kate Beckinsale. She can't be her own character. She has to be the love interest of the main yeah. character. That's kind of lame. And I think Dracula was too. Hmm, yes, Van Helsing. I'm. Mm. I didn't like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what he was like. Wow, what? that was insane. Wait, no, no, do Did you I just witness that? Dracula again? <laughs> Van Helsing. Mm, yes. <laughs> but I'll be honest. The brides of Dracula. There were some times where they were genuinely frightening. Uh, the effects, the way they looked, they're like the gaping, like snake jaws. It's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was creepy. I'll give you that. No. Oh, so anyway, <laughs> werewolves. What I wanted to say about the underworld films, I, I agree. Uh, American Werewolf from Paris. That's the only one. Oh, doesn't even count. Don't get me started. Doesn't count. With the guy from Dead Man on Campus. Fucking awful. <laughs> doesn't so count. Bad. I saw it in the theater. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm walking back to Easton <laughs> or crashing the car. <laughs> why? Why? Wait! 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 No! Come on! How did you see that in the theater? Let's clarify a few things. First of all. Seeing a bad movie in the theater is a, is a sign. Were you with a girl? Is a sign that you are a with film, a girl that you are a film girl goer who takes a chances. Film, a film girl, a film goer who takes chances. <laughs> Second of all, uh, it was uh, this follow up to American Werewolf in London. Okay, that's a amazing okay. m- film. So and I'm it, like, oh yeah, okay, had- American Werewolf in Paris. I didn't get to see American Werewolf in London in the fucking movie theater because I'm not a million years old. Okay, so I got to go see this one. So I go to see it. I'm all you stoked were alive when that movie terrible. came out, and what? they showed it at Exhumed. American Werewolf in London? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying first go. I saw American Werewolf in Paris first go in because the it's the follow-up to one of the fucking <laughs> you know best you fucking saw time. that before you saw, saw it in London. You were like, yo, cannot okay. wait for you American Werewolf You are all fucking Paris. monsters right Here now. Here it goes. I, I know that you were just like, oh, man, I really like in Paris. I might as well see in London now. I might okay. as well see the sequel to an American Werewolf in London, <laughs> which is what someone said to me this weekend when I dressed up as Griffin Dunn. Uh, what did they say to you? That it was a sequel. They were, like, they were like, what What? What are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm Griffin Dunn's character from American Warrior from London. And they were like, oh, did they make a sequel to an American Warrior from Paris? Just oh, no, burning, no, they didn't. Yeah. Burning this house down <laughs> with myself inside. I'm going to change my head of the Regardless, I'm not defending American Werewolf. It from had Paris. a good song. The, the Bush song that was on the soundtracks was, was really but good. But that movie Whoa. was really bad, but I, I saw it. I think I don't have to defend seeing it. <laughs> no, yes, we'll you just, certainly we'll do. Just make you do. You totally do. I hate you. All you have to say is you saw it with a woman. We'll all be like, oh, let's go, yeah, back, okay, let's go cool. back to Underworld. Can I make my point about Underworld, sure. which is this? And it's the nerdiest. There's a lot of things to dislike about Underworld the flashy, the Matrix, whatever. Right. Here's the thing I actually, it actually bothered me when I saw it as a nerd. I'm like, why are all these vampires so fucking afraid of werewolves? Like, in my mind, Yo. you have one werewolf, you have one vampire. Unless vampires are just humans who need blood and otherwise are just normal, that's a fair fight to me. Uh, that part where the where, where the dude comes back, um, he was Billy Mack in Love Actually. I don't know the actor's actual <laughs> oh, name. Wait a minute. You're cross-referencing Love Actually yes, right now? Billy Mack from Love Actually. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He's also... Hold on. No he's also... Sh- no, you do. Because he's, he's, he's Sean's dad. He's Sean's uh, dad. Yeah. He's Sean's right. stepdad. I so love that guy. In that yeah. movie, when they wake him up... Sean. When they wake him up and they're like, oh no, a werewolf's coming. And it runs at him and he just catches it in midair and crushes its throat. Respect. Respect. But, big but up. What I'm saying is, up. why are the normal-ass vampires... Afraid in that of movie, werewolves. They they need guns. They're like, oh fuck, there's a werewolf here. And they all pull their guns out and they're like, hopefully I can shoot it, because what else could I possibly wasn't the, do? Wasn't the whole thing that werewolves had this like they were like there was this weird mythology about them no, that they didn't? 100 percent If you're willing to fucking invest in the series, they'll explain what is a dumb idea eventually. But first off, 
the fights, I'm just watching it. I'm not I'm not willing to watch the the, the subsequent movies to find out the backstory. I'm just watching it. Right. I'm like, oh, look, it's a bunch of vampires shitting their pants because of a werewolf. It just didn't pull me in. Now, I think eventually they made the case, but I don't find the movies interesting enough to care about that. I'd rather see, if you were going to do it, like, here we go, guys. It's a werewolf versus vampires movie. Just go with the traditional... I'd ra- For me personally, I'd rather see a traditional powerful vampire Bell Lugosi fighting. versus right. Launch Yeah, Agent. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Although, Point again, well vampires are, tend to be overused in general. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer werewolf movies. Do you prefer werewolf movies to vampire movies? Yeah. They're not my favorite, but I mean, I prefer werewolf to vampire movies. That's, that's interesting because, Lost like Boys. I said, I mean... Wait, what? Let's go. Well, what? Lost Boys is good, but I mean, come on. It's good, but... But come on. <laughs> wait, wait, Just wait. is getting worked up right now. I don't now. understand the ire. I, 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 no, there's not. No, it's one of the. I like a good werewolf movie, but and this might be getting a little bit off topic. But I can name, I can name several better vampire esque movies and TV shows than I can. Yeah, I think I want to back this up and say I actually don't know what you're talking about right now. I actually dislike. I mean, okay, so other than Lost Boys. Right. What other like seminal vampire Near movies? Near Dark, uh Dracula, Life Force, which I put to you is a vampire movie. Wow. Agreed. And also kind Agreed. of a porno. Kind of a porno with Patrick Stewart freaking out and blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going shot for shot here, I will defend both Blackula movies yes. over Wolfen. Fucking Fright Night, like yeah, for real. Yeah, Fright Night is amazing. Amazing is the word you yes. use? Chris Sarandon? Even I dropped even? I dropped forty five dollars to get the Blu-ray for Friday. Whoa. Chris Sarandon and noted adult film star Stephen Jeffries. <laughs> I didn't who what? Plus my man that's directed by my man who I just met, who's Tom the Holland? coolest. Yeah. Yeah. Coolest dude. <laughs> Horrifying effects in that movie. Yeah. Wait, are okay, you, you for, know, are no, you for I'm, real well, gonna I'm say gonna, to me right now that you I'm don't for appreciate real Friday night? No, yeah, no, I'm gonna tell you I don't appreciate Friday night. But I will Fuck. also say that's yeah. whack. No, I'm sorry. Fuck. Can't do it. Can't do it. Whack. Even but, werewolf enthusiast Justin Lore is baffled. Yo, out of all these yo, movies, yo, though, yo, I will say yo, American yo, Werewolf in London definitely yo, has my heart. Yo, out of all of these yo, movies, bruh, including bruh, Near Dark. Bruh, do including, you even horror movie? <laughs> dude, listen. Just because I don't like your shitty Fright Night doesn't mean I don't what horror movies. Calling you out, motherfuckers. All three of you. That's what's happening. Yo, I'm just saying, man. They're going to name this episode The End of Cinepunks. God. (laughs) Where Cinepunks ended. When Evil Ed dies, that is heartbreaking. I can't even talk without a hat on my face. Dude, not into it. Not into it. Evan, will you bring some sanity to this podcast right now? Uh, One time when (laughs) I was watching Wolfen. I thought it was Wolfen, but it was actually magic, and it took me like <laughs> it took me like forty five minutes to realize that there's no fucking werewolf in the movie. Yo, do you know that the dude who wrote Wolfen is also the guy who wrote Communion? I did not know yeah, that. True story. Wow. Equally, I true can't believe stories. you just went I off like, on vampire movies right I now. I don't like vampire movies as much as what I about like the American remake Warfare of Fright Night starring Colin Farrell. Why would I even watch that? No, that's why bad. would I even watch no, that not, piece of it's shit? Not too, what do you have to say about it, George A. Romero? <laughs> I can't believe we just put two mics in George <laughs> in my the dog. dog's face. And the dog was like, what the fuck do you want from me? What up, dog? I, I need you to defend yourself. You you right now need to... Need I prefer to matter. watch 976 Evil 2 to seeing fucking... That's your favorite Stephen Jeffries Yo, but movie. How good is 976 Evil 1? 
pretty awesome. Both of them are great. I still rate the entire oh, catalog. Nine Seven Six Evil is only defendable for nostalgia. <laughs> that's purposes. my se- that's my third favorite Stephen Jeffries movie. The second being Fright Night. The first being Cockpit. <laughs> Cockpit. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I, to- I fucking told you guys you like porno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, someone that, re- reel I, it in, reel it in. Someone reel back, it in quickly. Back to werewolf movies. I feel like I need some food or something. What's going <laughs> I need on? Some Gatorade, back, a bowl back, of Wheaties. Back to werewolf movies. Has anyone aside from me? And this goes into your thing about vampire movies because the guy, the people who were involved in making this, also made a really good vampire movie recently. Has anyone here seen Late Phases? I have not, but you told me about it. It's you said really it's amazing. Good. It's really good. What I've is, heard. I've heard good things about it. Evan, have you seen it? I have not seen it. What's it about, Justin? Um, it's about this like blind. He's like an older gentleman. He's like a Korean war veteran. He moves into this um, like assisted living um, into your community. mic into the mic. Oh, like assisted living community down in like Florida on the edge of like a vast swamp. Florida. And like his like first or second night there, it's the full moon, and he hears like he thinks it's his neighbors arguing. But they're being attacked by a werewolf. And he's like, yeah, settle down over there. And then naturally the wolf comes over there and he has a dog and it kills his dog. It's really fucking sad. So like the five minutes in, the the scene you see the next day is the cops walking in on this guy. And he's this old man. He's sitting there holding his dog's dead body. He's like, I think something's wrong with my dog. It's heartbreaking. What? So then he's like, he puts two and two together when he realizes like it was a full moon um, he, I, f- I forget, he's like his, like he meets like someone new in town and they have the same smell as the werewolf. And he's like, it was werewolves and they're going to come after him. So he's, it's basically like, like Die Hard and Home Alone meets werewolves. <laughs> it's this <laughs> old dude like making, like booby trapping his house. So and, it's like, like a siege movie where the werewolves yes, are trying to get it, into absolutely. a house. Like there's so many cool scenes where like the were, cause it, it, it's like the werewolves are kind of stupid. So it's just like this old man like outsmarting him and he's like a bastard about it. Like, yeah, you like that? You killed my dog, you like that? Like it's it's, it's your Korean accent is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's not Korean, he's a Korean war veteran. Yeah. You ah! crazy person. I thought he was he's a Korean war but veteran. But that uh but what's 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 it's a really, I mean Ethan Embry's in the last five minutes of it, which doesn't mean anything, but it's a fact. It's a it's right. a, it's, a, it's a, it needs to be mentioned. Um but don't, the don't bust up my man Ethan Embry. Yo, he was in Walking Dead last night. He's also in the uh, that teen movie. Anyway, go that on. That teen movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, they also did a movie that you should watch, Josh, if you haven't. Uh, Stakeland. I did see Stakeland. Yes, it was I the love main, the, main, the, the main character in Stakeland. He's the main character of the same phases. people did Mulberry Street. I was Street. surprised yes. at how much I liked that. Mulberry Street. I thought Mulberry Street was, Street was great, too. Yeah, we, that, was, that was good movies. I, if they did those, I will watch Late Phases, definitely. And also yeah. just because I love Justin Moore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I used to love Josh Alvarez, and then I there know, was that now, episode now where the he took a shit. The Hunger, man. <laughs> the Hunger with David Bowie? Yeah. Another Whitley Schreiber movie. Another Whitley yeah. Schreiber movie. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to I'm I'm going to put up the call to the what I call the Cinepunks writing room. To the Werewolves versus Zombies debacle here? Zombies? Or Werewolves versus Vampires, sorry. See, I, I, that's how I'm, I forget, and I'm just going to say I'm just going to put it out to the to the Cinepunks writers and say, "Can anyone write me a defense of vampire movies so that Josh looks stupid on our own website. <laughs> <laughs> we finally have sound effects sound on the effects show. Sound effects on Cinebox. Shout oh, out to Jake man. Gordon for showing me that because I can't stop fucking laughing at it. Um, hey, guys. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping Harathon has at least one vampire movie just so you have to suffer through it. I hope it's Twilight. It's not even the suffering. I just don't prefer them to werewolf movies. I just... 
It's strange to I me. I fucking hate Anne Rice. It's strange. To, and that has nothing to do with what is, we're talking about. Dude, that's coming up, that weird... was like the seminal vampire tome. Like the fucking you interview of the vampire. You crazy person. Dude, what? I'm just letting you know, man. This is what I was raised with. Everybody I knew was like, oh, you got to read some vampire diaries. This is some bullshit. And that's why I hate vampire movies. Uh, <laughs> hate them i just want to say it just to be contrarian to you now i the only reason this is actually interesting to me once we stop pretending we're offended and we right. actually deal with the real world pretending the real world situation <laughs> is that i actually have trouble thinking of good werewolf movies if we go with dog soldiers okay sure we go with howling okay sure we go with american world of london okay sure I'm actually done. I'm thriller. done after that late phases is a new one it's pretty good that's really uh, video no that's bad moon? I, you ever no. seen bad moon Bad? No, I haven't seen Bad Moon. Tell me about Bad Moon and why I should care. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think I. Ha- I don't know if I want to. See, uh, you're the werewolf specialist. You know That's why you're here today. It's an, okay. It's another movie. It's like a, a kid and his mom. I think she's single for whatever reason, and then they have a dog, and the dog gets. She's single for whatever reason. No, <laughs> you know she's a fucking loser. <laughs> she no, but smokes. I mean, it, it's just like another like late eighties, she early nineties. Okay, keep going. Bad Moon. Uh, no, it's just like another... Oh, I get it, because it rises. No, it's good. I don't get it. It does. It's clear water. <laughs> and then what happens? Uh, there's like a siege. Again, it's just like a t- the kid kid tells people about a werewolf. No one believes him. And then his dog attacks the werewolf and distracts it. And I forget if he... Did he shoot the werewolf? We don't need the specific plot point. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it overall... That's another... That's another, uh, another when I think of like good, I, I actually have a list of. I had a list of like werewolf movies I was going to bring up, um, and that that was that was one of them. That was always like one of those like lesser known movies that didn't. I, I always felt didn't get enough credit. Not that it's this amazing work of cinema, but it was like when anyone ever talks about like werewolf movies, they're like, "Oh, The Howling" or "An American Werewolf in London," and like, but Bad Moon has that ha- has a certain charm to it. I literally have never heard of it. It's good. You should check it out. All I'm saying is this: the vampires may have been condemned. <laughs> And I love Inkin Dagger. We literally just had an episode that was basically half of it was and about Inkin Dagger. I love Inkin Dagger. Okay. But Philadelphia's finest. So we need to start a werewolf themed hardcore. But the band. wolves have Danzig. Is that what this is about? Is it what it's always about? Yes. Danzig is my man. Fuck some Danzig. Yo, I know I'm going to be seeing you in that pit on Friday. You will not be seeing me in that pit on Friday because I'll be filming Melani Moshing the Hate Breed in Boston that night oh, and then fuck, seeing Danzig the right. next night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it. it's you who asked me to get the pictures of Melani moshing the hate breed. I cannot wait to get those text messages. <laughs> I can't think, wait to see. Do you think Melani's actually going to mosh the hate breed? Melani loves hate breed, and it's a twenty anniversary, 20th year anniversary of perfection is the love of desire, desire is lost. What? What? I don't know. She told me satisfaction like is the death. death of desire. No, no, it's the twentieth uh, anniversary of the under the knife seven inch. Uh, is it of the something I, like that? I actually that. wouldn't know. No, little known fact in high school, Melani and I went to high school together. Yes, she used to wear a hate breed T shirt. And a seven dust T-shirt. That's I'd my her, girl. I'd be like, "That's that girl that loves Hayberry to seven dust." That's yo, my wife. Yo, can I clarify something real quick? Is that really true? Because all of a sudden, what you're talking about sounds interesting. So the the simple prospect as a philosophical concept, Hayberry is going to play music, right. is one which holds only slightly less value for me than um, I'm going to paint a wall. Like Do you that's Hayberry. Hatebreed. What are you yeah. stupid? Hate At the breed. Gloss show, they played one Hatebreed song on the PA while Gloss was setting up, and Sonny lost his mind. <laughs> but it here's, was amazing. But here's I, the how thing. did the rest of that space take it? 
They weren't so hyped, but me and Sonny were standing next to each other and headbanging, and we knew all the words. But which Hatebreed <laughs> album was it on? It was off of Satisfaction's Death of Design. Okay, so I love Under the Knife. I think Satisfaction's okay, and everything after that I don't like. You're a crazy person. Perseverance, Perseverance is, okay. is a piece of shit. No, um, I'm just gonna, okay. <laughs> Dude! Oh, he took the sunglasses, the sunglasses off! What is happening? I wish I had been periscoping that moment right now. <sighs> Perseverance is so good. You are in a crazy person. The best thing Hatebreed ever did was the Under the Knife 7-inch, period. And named themselves Hatebreed. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. I can't even look at you, man. I don't <laughs> even know you anymore. <laughs> Whatever. You're, you're a, you're a die-in-the-wool Shy Halud fan, so clearly your, your, your taste is... Hey, guilty as charged. Dude's got a point. <laughs> yeah, apparently, they covered A Course of Disapproval the other night and sent it out to me, and I missed that. You were, I thought you went to that show. No, my, my car sucks, and... Was like you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go have fun tonight. And I was like, all right. If I had known that, I would have invited you to what I did. What did you do again? I don't remember. Fabulous. But I was gonna invite you, and then I thought, no, he's at the Shy Halud show. Oh. Wait, where was Shy Halud playing? Somewhere in Jersey. Lancaster. No, it was like an hour away from my house in the depths of New Jersey. You're better off. <laughs> I like Shy Halud. Crazy. I got I so. I really do think Under the Knife is amazing. Uh-huh. And, and I, I don't get down with Perseverance. There's not a single song on Perseverance I enjoy. Here's the thing. Perseverance is not great, Everything but it's after not Perseverance bad. is like, there's one song where Justice sings, and I'm like, Don, do Donnie <laughs> actually explained this the other day when we were listening to Hate Breed this on the way to The Orchard, how, was there like 10 years between Satisfaction and Perseverance? Sure. If you look at it, you know, I think you said like, it sucks that you had to wait that long for that record, but it's still better than anything else they've done up like after that. So it's not that bad. I don't care. No, 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 no. <laughs> Un- Under the knife is amazing. I'm sure I'm misquoting. The demo him. in the first LP, man. <laughs> the demo in the first seven. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me guess. The reason THX that that is one thirty. The reason is the that, that is Lucas the done. reason that that is a cliche <laughs> is because sometimes it is true. In the case of Avery, it is true. <laughs> it's not racist if it's yeah, true, cl- man. Clearly, American Graffiti is the best thing that George Lucas has done. <laughs> I mean, I actually would say if we're talking about American. If we're talking about George Lucas as a director, American Graffiti is the best. Wait, he, didn't he do Howard the Duck? Yeah. No, he did not direct Howard the Duck. He was involved in it. He though. was involved in Howard the Duck. But that's what I'm saying. If we're talking about things he's involved in, Howard the, the Duck Empire is the Strikes Back yeah. is the greatest. Or Howard the, the Howard the Duck wins over everything. Yo, you know what the best part of Howard the Duck is? All the of it. whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the part where a duck tried to have sex with a human. That, that, was... <laughs> that and when Jeffrey Jones, the principal from me goes, Howard, and then a tentacle shoots out hey, of his mouth. Hey, hey, hey. This has clearly gotten so far off the tracks that now we have to do, what are y'all hyped on coming up? Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. If there was a screening of Howard the Duck coming up, I would be hyped on it, yes. Are you really? Yeah, for I sure. love Howard the Duck. It's so much fun. Great movie. I still read the new comic book. They, they re-released the comic book. I read it. It's wow. The, that was the it's, part. it's technically the only superhero book I read, other than <laughs> I used to read Deadpool, but it got canceled. That was actually uh, when I took my niece to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. She was like blown away by that whole movie. And then I was like, kiddo, we got to wait for after the credits. And when they showed Howard the Duck, she was like, no, I'm willing to accept all this stuff that's going on in space. I'm willing to accept Talking Raccoon, all this stuff. That's cool. I love it. And then she saw the, the, the Talking Duck, and she was just like... That was like it for her. She was just like, oh my God. And then she was like telling my dad about it when I dropped her off at my parents' house. And she's like, Pappy, we saw like, and then Groot, he did a thing, and then Rocket flew a ship, and then there was a talking duck. And my dad's like, what? I'm like, it was Howard the Duck. And my dad was like, you took her to see Howard the Duck? (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. The, the idea that your dad was so concerned that you took her yeah. to see Howard the Duck. You did what? That's that is amazing. a bestiality movie. <laughs> Vaguely love crafty and glory. That is Howard the Duck. All right. So uh, Evan. For, for real, though, what are you guys hyped oh. on that's coming up? Rixo tomorrow with Savage Heads. That's going to okay. be great. Where's cool. that show at? Second Empire. Cool. I'm, I, I like to hype Second Empire shows. Place is dope as shit. What's going on Thursday? Hounds of Hate. Hounds of Hate. With, Where is that uh, show at? Also at Second Empire. Okay. I think uh, a new Painted Black band is playing. Oh, that Open, that open City? City or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's Chris Wilson on drums. What's the other band that's Eamon? playing that show too? Product. I'm not familiar with that band. No, either. I don't know that band. Mm. No idea. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, those, Lore. Those are gonna be good. Lore, what are you hyped on that's coming up? Movies, uh, shows, whatever. Well, Halloween. Um, yeah. Heard of it? Halloween. Yeah, so I, mean, I remember it. <laughs> anyway. Is there anything between now and Halloween that you're excited about? My possible death. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that The Walking Dead started back up. Um, again, I so don't... you're you're a Walking Dead defender. Yeah, I like The Walking Dead. No, I'm there with you. I'm just I that, seen that the, is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. So de- defend it. Go for it. What is it about Walking Dead that's the works for you? Um, I like the fact I any okay. My glasses just fell down to get to get me in the zone. Um, <laughs> you just got way cooler just now. I mean. It, it, I, a lot of times people are just like, oh, there's not enough zombies. It's Walking Dead and there's no zombies. And it's like, well, that's the point. Like, I, I know it's been said like a thousand times before, but I do. I totally like the fact that they've, they've, they've done a show entirely around the idea of where it's like the zombies are just like not at all the most dangerous thing. And the most dangerous thing <coughs> is like other desperate people. I totally – I can totally mess with that. Um, I love the – I actually got into the comic um, against – you know, I, I went into reading the comic like this is going to be stupid because it's about zombies. And then uh, Robert Kirkman in the introduction in the first trade was like, "I always take George Romero over John Russo." And I was like, "I will, I might get that carved in my gravestone." <laughs> um, and no, it's it's a great show, and I'm glad. It, I, I I except for there was a few parts of Fear the Walking Dead I thought were unnecessarily uh, cheap. Uh, okay, you watched all of the Fear the Walking Dead. I did, yeah. Um, again, uh, I, I did as well. Another I another show not. I like because it was like the scariest thing that happened. Like it was only like in the last like the season finale. I think in the first five episodes of that show, you saw two zombies, maybe um, two or three, and then like the season finale was just like insane amount of like zombie action. But the scariest thing in like Day of the Dead tradition was like the military who was just like we have the guns, we decide what's right, what's wrong. Yeah, and yeah. I think it thematically worked, but I just think Fear of the Walking Dead, for me, was just an example of misjudging your audience. No, you, it, you can't have hyped up the American public with The Walking Dead for so long and then be like, no, people accept a prequel where there's not that many zombies and we're just setting up the world that they've already gotten used to. No, the public is not going to no, go with you on you're, that. you're right. I mean, in a, in a public where most people, and I don't mean to be all high and mighty, I mean, I totally do, but no, you know I'm going to be high and mighty. Where people are just like, good zombies brains. Like, my mom watches The Walking Dead. And I love my mom, but she's my mom. It's pretty clearly no longer a it's, niche. It's, it's, exactly. So it's like, and then you're going you're gonna to make a TV show, Fear the Walking Dead, that is exactly even more of what I love about zombie movies distilled, which is you're not supposed to be afraid of the zombies. You're supposed to be afraid of people who have too much power in a power vacuum. Um, but I'm not surprised that people didn't like it. Yeah. It's too it's too low key. It's too subtle. Um, right. I'm also stoked on the final showing at the Mahoney Drive-in of the season, which is like Ghostbusters, Monster, Monster Squad. Squad, Poltergeist, and unfortunately, Fright Night. unfortunately, Fright Night. unfortunately, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss it. That's cool. 
I mean, the Friday, I could, the, because the Friday night showing, I'm busy Friday night, and then Saturday is Harathon, and are you, nothing are, competes with Harathon. Are you busy listening to everything after Under the Knife by Hatebreed? Apparently not. Give me Washington Doomsayer. <laughs> Your doom awaits you. That yeah. shit's kind of whack, though. Doomsayer? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I moshed that song, and I remember Who I got the mic. Who moshes the Doomsayer? Were you wearing a puffy jacket? I may have been. I may as well have had a sideways hat and Fubu jeans on. Nice Fubu. for us, by us. I moshed. Wow. I, I don't need your permission. I will put Doomsayer on right now. And, and mosh right there. You will put you, those Fubu pants on right now. Don't you? Uh, I'll take off my jangles and, then and put it, my Fubu on. <laughs> and then what are you going to go see? Northside Kings or what? What's your next? Uh, Yo, you like Doggy Dog? Don't even fucking give him that shit. I most certainly do not like Doggy no, Dog. No, you, you that ain't what you were saying yeah. And uh, I like Doggy Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All Borough Kings. ABK son. Boy. I mean, the, I mean the, I mean the doggy dog demo is not that bad. But <laughs> Everything after the first record is kind of whack. It's so bad. Once <laughs> they started being like, them. once they started selling out. <laughs> once they started being like, you know what's even more cool than snowboarding? Ska. Let's start working that in. <laughs> let me, let me just, let me, let me get something though. Where, where, what's your stance on fat nuts? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Fat Nuts is great. We are on the same team on I'm that. I'm just making sure. Just making fat sure. Fat Nuts is the shit. To all of our fat non... Nuts, to all of our, And we have a few. To all of our non-scene Back listeners... Back to basics. To all of our non-hardcore <laughs> listeners who don't know what we're talking about right now, you go out and fucking get Fat Nuts. I don't want to have some of our movie fan normal friends come to us and be like, well, I didn't, really get, I didn't really get the Fat Nuts thing. You were Fuck put you, man. Get some Fat, fat nuts. nuts on this Find your boy Rick Healy. Get that trash bag of Fat Nuts beanies. <laughs> Oh, Rick Healy, no thanks. Okay, let's right. get back. Let's get back on what we're talking about. Josh, what are you hyped on coming up? Uh, I'm going to the uh, Rock and Shock Festival in Worcester, Worcester uh, Massachusetts. To mosh to under the knife. To mosh to under the knife, but it's also George Romero's going to be there. Tracy Lords is going to be there. George Romero's going to be moshing on under the knife. Yes. George Romero's going to be moshing. The- <laughs> He'll be like, I remember when this came out. I'm old, like Liam. But um, yeah, it's going to be sweet. Um, I'm pretty stoked because we're going with Mike, and uh, we got some good passes for the show. So I'm actually stoked on that. That whole thing sounds great. It's gonna be fun, and I'm gonna see Danzig. So you know, fuck you yeah, moshing under the knife, dude. I'm gonna mosh so hard to Danzig. It's gonna be awesome. Will you ride to <laughs> She Rides? I always ride to She Rides. <laughs> so yeah, so that I'm pretty hyped on that. Um, uh, as far as movies go, um, I haven't really, I haven't, I've kind of been out of the loop in terms of stuff coming out that I'm hyped on. Okay, but um, I did want to see Cooties. I was talking to. Uh, our man I hear, Rob I, hear, I hear mixed things about cooties. Yeah, I still want to see it. Eh, it's, it that, that seems to be a little too... Um, trauma? Not even trauma. Um, like, it, has, it seems a little, a little too ironic. Okay, like, all right. Well, Rain Wilson's in it. Fair. I like him. So I do like Rain Wilson. You know, I want to see that. I'm waiting for uh, the Mr. Show TV show coming out, the new Mr. Show show, which the first trailer dropped today. It's a now with Bob and David, it's called. So it's Bob Odenkirk and Dave Cross. Okay. Speaking of Bob so. Odenkirk... They showed. Uh, they've announced that. Uh, what you call it? Better Call Saul. Oh, season two. Season two. Cool. There you cool. Go. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm hyped about. What are we, Liam? Uh, so I'm definitely stoked on uh, the witch. Oh want, yeah, I'm I want that. This. I want that to that come looks out. So good. I don't know if it is actually going to come out soon, but oh, I need man. that to come out. I really want. I see need that. Tale of Tales to come out. I think that looks what really good. What is that? That's oh. 
I don't even. You know what? I can't even tell you. It's Just a, look it up. It's a Spanish director. It's a lot of well-known people. It's actually okay. a pretty well-known cast. But it's a weird. The way it's been described is is sort of dark fantasy in the sense of it's a fantasy. It's fantasy elements, but it's excuse very disturbing. Uh, if you watch the trailer, that's all you need to see. Okay. Uh, but it's super well-known people. It's not an obscure cast at all. But the director is a name that I should know. But I what because oh you know it's but I didn't recognize the name at all so I you know what's the director's name I don't even know <laughs> off the top of my head is it, the, is it um I I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> I was, was like you, I, was, I like, was waiting for wait, it wait, wait. Knocked right I think I know the, the director's name <laughs> <laughs> Evan just brings the quality of our discourse Yo, down so good so you fucking love our me. home team uh, rules I'm, so I'm hard super, I'm super stoked on. On Bashkin, as we talked oh, about. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yes that's that looks what... so hype. Yeah. I'm really into have that. Have you seen the trailer for The Void yet? I have not, actually. That's... I'm interested in that. I'm also interested in uh, Devil's Candy. Right. Uh, I'm, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's coming out, but I really need to see that soon. Green Room. Um, as, uh, Green Room, uh, another oh, one I'm super yes. stoked on. Uh, but as far as things that I know are coming up, um, the horror has me hype beyond belief. Which will be our final episode for the month of October. Yeah, we're going to be doing a during the thon and then a post thon. Yeah, post thon so wrap up. That'll, that'll be fun. Um, I felt like there was some stuff I was stoked on for next weekend, and now I don't remember any of it. I but, don't know. Oh, well. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It, basically, if there's something coming up that you want us to post about, we will totally yeah, post totally about let us it. Know. So hit us up. We'd like to hype your event coming up. But I am definitely going to come down for that Hounds of Hate show on, on Thursday. So okay. if you want to meet me in the pit, uh, let's meet, and I'll kill you. That sounds good. Ask a Art punk for the want. address. Yeah, ask a punk for where Second Empire is. <laughs> All um, right, but yeah, you know it's October, so let's get let's get more let's horror get spooky, movie stuff y'all. going on. Yeah, totally. Word. Big ups. Okay, thank you so much to Evan and Justin Lore for coming out, and uh, thank you to our special and honored guest Justin Lore. Yes, and, and no thank you to Evan because you're no he's longer part of the special. Team and you're on the just, team, and you don't just, do and you don't do enough really. Mm. You should just hang out more and talk to I'm us. I'm just gonna keep playing that rap air horn then. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do love Evan has a new uh, flyer coming out for us that that's, that that will be available for. No more. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> that's so good. All right. Do it, Josh. Smoke bomb. Thanks for listening.